Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. the first hour and however many minutes uh, and go and watch John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch on Netflix now. Very rarely, it, it, never in radio will you hear a radio host say, you know what, go off. Go off and do something else. It's so good. We, Catherine and I, I'm Ian Lee, by the way, Late Night Alternative. Who are you? And I'm Catherine and I. Just about to talk about you there, wasn't I? Yeah. It was you. It was didn't me. Realize, didn't make the connection. This guy. Didn't make the connection. It's a small world, after all. Um, we watched the first half yesterday, uh, not really knowing what to expect. I'd seen a few American comedians kind of raving about it. I thought, well, this will be something. Uh, and then watched the second half today. And it's just wonderful. It's a comedy special, right? But it's so much more than that. It's a work of art. It's a, I'm watching it again. I'm going to watch it again next week. It's, I'm going to do it in one sitting on the big telly, not on a laptop. It's a stand-up and a bunch of kids. Oh, the kids are great, man. Who are actors, but they don't feel like actors. They're not doing that thing that annoys you so much about child actors, you know, that, that stagey thing. They're completely natural and just brilliant. And also, it's not a matter of a grown-up taking the mickey out of oh. kids or patronising them. They're all on the same level. It's just brilliant. It's funny. It's dark. The music is incredible. Jake Gyllenhaal is just superb. <laughs> David Byrne is adorable. Oh, David Byrne is, is, is scared of volcanoes. It's just it's just a joy. And here's, here's another kind of beautiful thing. Obviously, regular listeners to this show will know that Stephen Page, formerly of the Bare Naked Ladies, now making some incredible music on his own. One of my favourite songs writers of all time um he's been on this show a lot and i tweeted yesterday i'm really enjoying the sack lunch bunch and he went oh oh it's great the song do flowers exist at night is one of my favorite songs of the last year it's a joy and then he goes on to talk about mr music scene well then a guy called eli bolin who wrote the music for do flowers exist at night joined in the conversation and went Oh, Stephen, man, 
honestly, I've been such a fan of yours since your first album, Gordon. I cannot tell you how much that means to me. And then I went to this Eli Bolin's Twitter feed and his, his pinned tweet was, guys, Stephen Page of Bare Naked Ladies just told me he liked my songs and I'm not okay with it. He's <laughs> over the moon! So how lovely is that? So they brought us a lot of joy and, and kind of just by tweeting and a little bit of joy has gone back their way. That'll do me. That's what it's all about. That's the meaning of life. Shove your 42 nonsense up your backside. There's a reference for uh, Douglas Adams fans. Um, the meaning of life is just sending out good, good vibes. That's it. That's it. And that's what this show is about. That's why tonight we're doing a jihadi terrorism special. What do you think the police could do to... St- oh, not at all. What's the point of that? Imagine. But seriously, we are banning shoulders on tonight. <laughs> shoulders are the new boobs, apparently. What, what's this? You can't show them at work. Oh, that dirty woman. <laughs> <laughs> that dirty, dirty woman. How dare she show a shoulder at work? <laughs> she was an actor, actress, yeah, wasn't she? she? Was. What was she in? Because I recognised her. She, I mean, she I was. Wa- I want to say Coronation Street. I want to say Brookie. That's where I wanted to go with it. So it's we, we're thinking along the same themes. Yeah. I recognised. I saw it and went, "Oh!" And instantly, the story of the um, the bare shoulder. It's after ten, guys. We can get a little bit fruity, okay? You know, what my thoughts go to whenever I see her picture flash up on Twitter. Yes. What bra is she wearing? Because I find it very troublesome. Oh. You've got to have bra, you've got to know what you're wearing underneath. But obviously that's for another day. And right can now I just we're say, guys, can I just say it was a woman that mentioned the bra? It wasn't a no, guy. That's this what, is not the patriarchy at this, work. This is the thing, right? It's all right on a night out. You can you can kind of, you go with fancy bras and, you know, you might want a bra strap showing. At work, you've got to be absolutely pristine. What bra? Would you wear with a dress like that? But, but so, here's what we, uh, what we want to know. What is she MP for? What is she MP for? That's the question. <laughs> um, and, uh, no, what, what was she in? But anyway, the story is, it was, it was kind of bubbling She's around. She's from Batley and Spen. I don't think I've seen that. I thought it was definitely a soap. <laughs> um, no, what we, no, so... Big story, kind of like sort of yesterday. So she was an MP in the Houses of Parliament and she wore a black dress, but we could see her shoulder in it. We could see her shoulder. So that, and people go, well, this is disgusting. But then she's like getting rape threats and it's horrendous. She's shamed, you know, aspersions cast on her, you know, sexual propriety. I mean, for God's sake, it's a shoulder. Yeah. It's ah, a shoulder. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, down, boy. It is nuts, isn't it? Do you want to go and speak to our guest out there? And go, I believe that there is important information out there to be gleaned. Go and glean. Go and go and do some gleaning, Catherine. This won't take long. <laughs> oh, We're gleaning. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Crazy, crazy, crazy story. I mean, is it appropriate? Who knows? Who cares? Who cares? It's not like that she's there with, um, you know, wearing a, a leather catsuit and her nipples are cut out. It doesn't matter. Um, but this is a late night alternative. This is a phone-in show unlike any other phone-in show in the world at this time of night, in as much as we don't really dwell on the kind of big topics that everyone's talked about today. What have they talked about today? Um, we've had the, the attack in Streatham, and we've had sentencing of jihadists. Uh, 
Um, I suppose a lot of the other stations right now are talking about the fact that Trump has been found not guilty uh, in the impeachment. Well, we all knew that was going to happen. Sorry, excuse me, I've had a, we had a Domino's. We all knew that was going to happen, didn't we? And what would be the point? I mean, if you want to phone in about these things, oh, please do, but try and have something new and original to bring to the conversation. 0344 499 What would be the point of doing, as I'm sure most other radio stations right now will be doing, what would be the point of doing a phone-in about the results of Trump's impeachment trial? What would be the point? People would phone in and go, well... I liked him, I've always liked him, and this proves he was right. Or, people would phone in and go, well, it shows the system is bent. You gleaned. (laughs) Or it would show the system is bent. No one is going to... This is the problem with today's society. No one changes their mind. No one changes their mind. Everyone is entrenched in their view. I was just saying this, there's no point in doing a phone-in on the impeachment, which a lot of other stations will be doing. Yeah. Because uh, it will have no impact. The people that like Trump will go, ah, I told you, told you. The people that don't like Trump will go, ah, I told you, bent, bent system, corrupt. So there's no point. No one changes their mind. There would be no one from the Trump supporters camp that would go, yeah, well, I liked him, but... That's a bit obviously, close for me. obviously, he broke the law, and, and no, that's not. No, I can't abide by that. There'll be no one there, and there will be no one who disliked Trump who went. Well, I hated him, but this 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 proves he's innocent. Let's move on. Do you remember about two years ago we spoke to Will Store? Yes, I do. And it was about his book Heretics. Yep, you got something on your tooth. I haven't anymore. You were gleaning. I was gleaning. When I'm gleaning windows. Um, and we spoke to him about. Um, how uh, in Heretics, one of the central premises is the stories people tell themselves to justify their positions on things. And yes. they can be shown evidence, yep. and two people can be shown the same bit of evidence, and they will look at it and go, yeah, what I thought. It proves my point. And they can be shown other evidence and go, oh yeah, but where's that come from? I don't believe yeah. that. Let's get, let's get Will Store on again. Let's get yes. Will Store. I like Will. Well, I'll invite him on. I'll send him a little message. But no one changes their mind, and that makes a really, really dull... A dull world. I think people do change their minds, but they're not the people shouting. Mm, you could be right. I change my mind. I often change my mind, and people think I don't because of my job. People assume because of my job, I don't. I've changed my mind on air before. I've had people phone up with, I don't know, what would you call it? Compelling evidence <laughs> that's made me go, okay. I mean, okay, someone here is saying that that MP uh, was in Coronation Street. I don't buy that. I'm still saying Brookside. I've got here I'm doubling a list. The, Brook, if, if Brookie's no one Brookside of them. There's no Brookside in there, mate. Okay, well, maybe the list is incomplete. You There's see, also no- I'm doing the thing I complained of. Yeah. There's also another thing um, that if you criticise... We are talking about Trump, it turns out, but this isn't what the show normally is. You, you, you can phone in and talk about if you've ever ha- had a fight with a horse, if you want. Ever had a fight with a horse? Call me now, 0344 499 Also, your shoulder stories. It is late night after all. Let's, Let's go nuts. It. Let's do it. Uh, I don't want to hear about horses' shoulders. Though. I'm not into that shiz. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, there's a the thing. If you criticise Trump, this is what, what the right-wing Trump supporters now do. And, and listeners to this radio station do. They call it TDS. Have you heard this? No. Oh, it's another case of tease. The video of me criticising Trump went out about six months ago. Right. A lot of it was, oh, this is another case of TDS. Trump derangement 
syndrome. Oh. It's where the far, the left and the far left, of which I am apparently a member, anyone who disagrees with them yeah. is part of that. Continually attack Donald Trump for quotes. No reason. Huh? That's TDS, Trump Derangement Syndrome. It means you just criticise him for no reason because that is what you are inherently programmed to do. And, and, and here's the thing. I mean, I don't... I, 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 there aren't any politicians I particularly look up to at the moment. I did like Joe Swinson. Mm -hmm. um, I liked her and I thought maybe there was something there. I've read stuff that, that she's said that I disagree with. I've read stuff about, um, what's her name? Jess Phillips, who I quite liked as yeah, well. I, yeah. I kind of liked her style. I've read stuff that I disagree with her. But I don't think that I've got to agree with everything. No, there certainly is, has never been for me, I'm not really into politics, it's boring, but there's never been for me a politician I've, I've gone, put all my chips on. This is and the gone person. 100%, this is it. Everyone's flawed, man. Everyone's flawed. I tell you what, my mind is jumping all over the place. It's in my head, these are all connected, right? In my head, these are all connected. But when I verbalise them, they probably won't sound connected. And because I'm speeding a little bit, metaphor, well, I'm speeding, not more amphetamines, but I'm speeding. I'm not going to fill in the, the blanks. You're just going to have to come with me. Hold my hand as we jump across this chasm. I was reading before we came in that Jessica Simpson... Yes. ...has written an autobiography... Great. ...that is apparently incredible in that she talks about being abused as a child... Right. ...by... I, I was skimming it... ...by the daughter of a friend when right. she, so when she was young they would often share beds and then this 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 daughter i don't know the age would abuse her from about the age of 6 onwards oh God. and and jessica simpson later found out that this girl had been abused herself and she met up with her as an adult and said I, I i forgive you and i'm really sorry for what you went through wow she talks about drug addiction talks about diet pill addiction talks about f being fat shamed about how she was she, she hadn't been seen for a couple of years and then she appeared at some event and she put on a little bit of weight yeah and it went around the world oh jessica simpson's got fat and how it destroyed her, particularly when she started out being a pop star. I'm not really that familiar with her. I know she was Daisy Duke in the reboot of, of, of Dukes of I was obsessed with her um, docu-soap that she used to do. Right, okay. she was married to Nick Lachey. Right, okay. When she started out being a pop star, around about the same, same time as Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, she was told to lose about 15 pounds. And, and that was as a young... She's tiny. That was as a young girl. Um, and about how she, when she played Daisy Duke, that she, that she wore those hot pants. And Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, said you're going to find that addictive wearing you're going to want to wear those hot pants forever and you're probably not going to be able to so get ready for that mm -hmm. and it, it and it's just I, I know very little about her and suddenly i'm thinking man i want to read this book definitely i want to read this book if she's if you know, there's, there's, there's a couple of reviews that just said it's just it's just ridiculously honest and open here's the thing about her that that um soap that she's do docu soap yes. thing right because it was you know it was that kind of uh, they were put in situations i don't believe it was purely what happened day to day no um she became famous for saying daft things like tuna is the chicken of buffalo the sea buffalo wings yeah buffaloes have wings all that kind of stuff so she was made to be kind of this ditzy blonde adorable isn't she cute you know, um, young wife, and she was kind of the ideal American wife for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, be absolutely beautiful, like Barbie doll beautiful, thigh gap, the whole thing going on, and her husband was gorgeous. And then when they split up, it was like a huge shock for people because it was like, 
I don't know, they were just the cutest couple. But obviously there was other stuff going on, but I had no idea it was that flipping dark. That's terrible. Um, she, uh, she, she was on the, the, the Mickey Mouse Club with Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake and Ryan Gosling. Um, she got a record contract, but Spears' Baby One More Time and Aguilera's Genie in a Bottle transformed the sound and sexual presentation of yeah. pop music for young female artists. Quotes, that's when the crop tops came in and the dancing and choreography, and that was all confusing for me, she says. Label head Tommy Matola ordered her to lose 15 pounds. He was married to Mariah Carey for a while. Simpson applied eyeshadow to her stomach to provide the illusion of abs. I had so many people pushing me to surpass these crazy number of records that these girls were selling, and I just didn't know how to do it. Um, uh, it goes on, goes on, um, uh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, uh, one of the most powerful three lines in Open Book is the title of the book. It's her year, years long struggle with addiction. In a chapter titled Singing My Life, she reveals that the daughter of a family friend abused her for six years when they'd sleep in the same bed. Uh, maybe I got the age wrong there, right? She'd find out the girl herself was being abused by an older boy. Eventually, Simpson told her parents, who took action, she never had to stay there again. But the experience haunted her for years, and she had to take Tylenol and Ambien or drink alcohol to fall asleep. Right. Six years ago, she confronted her abuser, saying, I need you to know that I know what was going on, and I'm sorry for your abuse. Whoa! Um, uh, goes on about a dad coming out as gay another con oh, addiction I didn't know that. oh i read that while she says the abuse was the root of her addiction she reveals how her parents divorce in 2012 had devastated her for a few years she rarely saw her father simpson's wedding in 2014 to johnson however seemed like an opportunity to bring her family back together her dad officiated and her mum and sister were maids of honor three days before the wedding though her dad called and said he was bringing his friend jonathan a young model uh, in the book, she recounts reminding herself to try to accept her father for who he was as he worked it out in real time. When I ask if her father was exploring his sexuality, she says, she grows serious. That's not something we talk about. That's not my story to tell. Wow, she's got a good she head on her stupid. shoulders. She is not stupid. Another addiction. I'm getting this book now. Another addiction she confronted was diet pills. Becoming a sex symbol at such a young age put pressure on her to cultivate a certain image. Yes, it was flattering at first, and then it became something that wasn't real, she says. When filming 2005's The Duke of Hazard movie, her co-star Linda Carter, who played Wonder Woman on TV, told her people would want her to wear those Daisy Dukes forever. Or people would want her to wear it. She couldn't have been more spot on, says Simpson. Simpson, whose weight has fluctuated over the years, has had to na navigate an onslaught of fat shaming in the tabloids. When she sported a black bodysuit, chunky Gucci belt and high-waisted je waisted jeans at the KISS, the rock group, Chili Cook-Off concert in 2009. Wow. Her weight became a national topic of discussion and derision. All of a sudden, I was insecure about everything, she says. Simpson would be approached by people at restaurants who would say, oh, you're not that big in person. Am I supposed to say thank you, she added sarcastically. And then it goes on and on. That sounds great, man. I remember her getting very, very thin, like, shockingly thin. And, and that's it was, the It was the era of the size zero, but it was, it was staggering but, and that's how the thin thing. I've made fat jokes in the past, and if you're joining me on Sunday evenings at, at 8 to, to go through the 11 o'clock show, um, the, 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 the reminiscences with me, two episodes in, there's, there's a load of fat jokes. and uh, So, I, you know, I, I get I was part of the problem. The way I can fix that is I can't go back in time and change that, but I can stop making those jokes, which I think I stopped quite a while ago, and also call out people that do make those things. That's the way I can kind of try and make amends with the universe. And all of the papers will, if someone's put on a few, but well, have a look at 
this, she's looking... They've changed the... They've, they've, they're a little bit more covert than they used to be. Yeah, they might suggest you're pregnant. There we go, you see. But there's there's a lot of that going on. We need to take a break. Then we've got Dave. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This, dear listener, is the Late Night Alternative Weeknights from 10 with Kath and Ian on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, we've got some listeners to the show who... I think take the show too personally. Oh. And I think they're too close to the show. And, and if I mention you, um, please don't get violent, but I'm going to ask you to take a step back from the show. Matty is one of those. Matty is one of those people. Matty has, has tweeted me on Friday's show, Ian. You said you were going to do Who's Kidnapped You? Where have you been held hostage? And where have you been barred from on Monday's show? And I'm very disappointed in you. Matty, you have absolutely no right to be disappointed in me. Your disappointment is nothing to do with me. That comes from you. That comes from probably, um, and I'm, excuse my language, because you're effed up. <gasps> probably because you're effed up inside. That ain't me, buddy. I'm not, your, I'm not your dad, I'm not your uncle, I'm not your brother, I'm not your teacher, I'm not your lover, I'm not your friend, okay? Saying that, We'll do those topics They're tonight. Excellent topics. They're great topics. Mm -hmm. So, 0344 499 1000. Who has kidnapped you? Where have you been held hostage? And where have you been barred from? And when has a celebrity disappointed you? 0344 499 1000. Great topics. I can't help with any of those because I, I was the kidnapper, but we'll save that for another day. Whoa! This, this shiz just got real. Dave, help! How are you doing? I'm doing very well. That's great. Well, I have to say, there's been a lot of effing and jeffing tonight. I can't believe it. It's, uh, it's, we, you're right, you're right, Dave, to remind us that I this is... I don't think there was so much jeffing. There was, no, was, there, there was some jeffing going on, but you couldn't hear that because that was, that was, um, uh, done when the microphones were off. But you're right, Dave, to remind us, excuse me, there's dominoes, you're right to remind us this is a family, this is a show for kids. No, it's not. Yeah, it's a Christian show, to be honest it's with you, and I'm, I'm a Paul. You're a Paul, are you? I thought you were a Dave. No, I'm a Paul. Yeah, and I thought you were a Dave. I'm con so confused. Catherine, why don't you speak to Paul? Paul? Dave. Paul, I'm Dave. There we go. That's what we do. Yeah, we we both call yeah. him and see who he comes to. He came to Dave. Um, what else can we do for you, apart from apologise for letting you down so terribly badly? Uh, well, earlier you, were, you talked about Trump. Um, would you, do you want to talk about, you want to talk about the recent State of the Union? You can talk about it. Yeah, are you are you in America? It seems to be some sort of satellite delay. No, no I'm just calling you from a landline. Okay. We had such what a powerful, we had such a powerful, thrusting, pointed start to the show, mm. and I can just feel all of that enthusiasm seeping out of my pores because of Paul, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> Don't cry, don't you'll, cry. You'll get it right, don't worry. What would you like to say, Dave? Paul. Well, uh, I'm, I'm quite a fan of Trump, personally. Um, you astound certain me. certain things I disagree with him on. Mm -hmm. um, now, Can I ask you a personal question? Certainly. Why do you think anybody would be interested in whether you're a fan of Trump or not? And I'm not being, I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to be rude, it probably comes across a bit rude. It's just, I do wonder why people phone up phone in radio shows and say something like I'm a bit of a fan of Trump when I can't imagine 
anybody else being interested in that? You could be in a bubble. What do you mean by a bubble? You could be in social circles in which you're not talking to people who have different opinions. Oh you? God, no, 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 no! I like different opinions. I don't talk okay, to people. Good. I don't talk to people socially because I don't like people. I, I, I wish I was <laughs> literally in a bubble that where, where noise and light did not enter. But I just I, I listen to radio a lot. I listen to a lot of radio, and people will phone up and say, "Well, I'm a big fan of Trump," or "I don't like Trump," and I just wonder why is it important for you. And I'm not picking on you, it's just you've called in and said that, and it's, it's kind of fired off a, a series of, of, of thought pulses in my brain. So I'm asking you, why do you think other people would be interested in knowing that you do or don't like Trump? Well, when you elect someone to office, you yeah. don't do it based off just logical facts. Okay, and uh, when, did you, when did you vote for Trump? You were on about him earlier. Yeah, but when did you, you said when you elect someone, so when did, 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 you're an American citizen, are you? No, I'm a British citizen. So you, so you didn't elect him? No, of course not. Okay, so, so, so answer the question again, but without in, intimating that you voted for him. I don't know how clear I can be. I didn't vote for Trump. I'm, I'm stating that when, when someone is elected to office, whether it be our Prime Minister someone in Sweden, or even someone who is in a different country altogether. It different doesn't matter Sweden. solely on, on, certain, okay. on certain policy issues. And, and what, was the question, what was the question I asked you? Is there a bit of de a delay here? I, can't, I, I, can't I think there is. I think, there, I think there is in your brain. What was the question that I asked you? Because the answer doesn't correspond with it. Well, if you're trying to rephrase the question... The question was very, very straightforward. Would you like it again? Certainly. Why do you think anybody would be interested in knowing whether you do or don't like Trump? You were asking for people's opinions earlier. Um, I wasn't, actually. I distinctly remember hearing you say that. No, I, 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 I didn't. Do you want to go away and, and practice your listening and then maybe come back a little bit later? Okay, well, have a good night. I will, yeah. I'm getting paid to sit here and talk to idiots. Thank you, Paul. Dave. Dave? He's gone. Um, I didn't. I said you could phone in. If you wanted to, I didn't ask for calls on that, and I do. And I, I, maybe it's a little bit harsh, but no, it's no, all theatre. I was interested in the answer. Why? Yeah, and he couldn't. It didn't because the, what the thing we were talking about wasn't necessarily Trump bad guy, good guy. It yeah. was well, this won't change anyone's mind. Will yeah, it? and I do. I said I like Trump. Okay, but wh who, why would anyone be interested in that? And I say that, dear listener, as a fan of phone in radio. I love phone in radio. I listen to it. Like, 90% 90 of what I listen to is phone and radio, 10% is music radio. Maybe even a little higher. I love it, right? And I listen to LBC, I listen to talk, I listen to the uh, BBC London, I listen to... F I don't really listen to Five, actually, but I listen to a lot of it. And I do... I'm really starting to think, what is the point of it? What is the point of it? And why would someone phone up and say, well, I really like Trump, Okay. And so, blah, 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 blah. Or, I really don't like Trump. 
So blah, 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 blah. Why, what, what does, and we can't really ask the majority of our, our callers here because this isn't this kind of show and we haven't cultivated these kind of callers. If we, if we change the show dramatically for a month, we'd get those kind of callers. Mm. But I, I just really want to know why someone would phone up Mike Graham, James O'Brien, um, J- James Whale, or any of these people, why someone would phone them up and start their thing with, well, I really like Trump. What are they thinking? Are they thinking, it's really important I get what I think out there? Is Is it an ego thing? Is it an ego thing? Is it that you want to impress... This is actually getting quite heavy, and I'd, if someone wants to write a book about this, I'd read it. Are you phoning up a phony show, not this one, to put forward your point about politics? Because your ego is shouting that your point is so important you must share it. Is it to, and I imagine it is in some cases, to impress the host, because you like the, you like Mike Graham so much, you want him to say nice things to you? Or is it, one thing, for me at the moment, do you think that what you say is of such profundity that it will silence everyone else and will change their opinion. I was about to say, I, I wonder whether for some people it might be um, an act of defiance. Go on, explain. Well, the way he mentioned earlier on, you're in, you're in a bubble. As if everybody's not in a bubble. The people you know are the people you know for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. And of course... All of my friends voted to remain. Well, they, they would do, because we tend to hang out with the same people politically. I we don't really to. know who my friends um, did, but and that's no, another thing, know. isn't it? Really so my it. friends aren't really interested in politics. Your friends might love it. You know, all those different things. Yeah. Everyone is in a bubble. That's called society, right? You, yeah. And social groups are made up within society for a reason. Little, little social groups. You know, your four best mates, for example. I don't know how often you get together, but will have a kind of set patter of what they'll talk about, right? But that doesn't mean it's any better or worse than anybody else's. Well, for some people, it's a hell of a lot worse. Um, but everyone's in a bubble, so let's not use that for scoring points for a start. Then, so sometimes you see people... Sorry, you haven't finished. Go on. Um, but I just wonder whether some people feel like everybody else is somehow um, inauthentic and by them coming and saying, well, I like uh, someone who is perceived by some to be unpopular, it's an act of, like, it's like two fingers up to uh, people who they think they've got it wrong. We have a few people. I'm going to name check someone. Nigel in Temple Fortune, I know, is one. I, I'm not naming you to pick on you. I know that we do have a few listeners to this show and a few callers that call other radio shows and other radio stations to make serious points. I'd love to know why. I won't be quite as hard as I was with Dave, because I think Dave was was pulling our chain ever so slightly there. Um, But I will ask you why. And I I bet that it's a question that I I will ask the question, and and a lot of them, maybe I'm wrong, will answer a different question to try and judge. I'm really interested. I'm not, this isn't one of those where I, I want you to phone up when I crucify you and we all go, <laughs> high five, look what I did there. Genuinely, as a fan of the genre of phone-in radio, and I listen to, you know, political phone-ins, even when I'm not really that interested, and I'm, I'm kind of breaking out of that a bit, actually. I'm finding myself turning the radio off a lot and playing a podcast or watching something on YouTube. I've really started getting watching stuff on YouTube. Um, so if, if you want to be bold and you, you want to phone us up, me and Catherine up, 
and explain to us why you phone up newsy shows to, not necessarily just about Trump, but to put forward your opinion and tell me why. I'd love to know. 0344 499 1000. And also, a little point of order, just so we don't upset anyone that we don't need to upset. If you say something, we will ask you about it. Yeah. Right? Because what we don't do on here is let people on to come on and do a monologue that we'll hear later on <laughs> when we're going home on a different <laughs> radio station. So don't be offended, and we're not trying to trip you up. We're just really interested in what you think. Yeah. Yeah. I was really interested in why he felt like he had to say that. Yeah, no, I did, and I was quite happy to get him, let him get to the point, and then I saw a gag and I went for it. But then I could tell that he was taken aback by that and thought, ah, oh, there must be a trick here. There isn't. Yeah. I just really wanted to know. Yeah. Because I've said this a few times, and I'm really aware... By the way, let me stay tuned at midnight. I've got some good news for you guys. But um, I'm really aware that I'm potentially talking myself out of a job. I'm beginning to see less and less the point in phoning political and news-based radio. This kind of show is different, right? Because... It is more about your stories and your experiences. It's more experiential uh, than, 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 you know, very occasionally we'll talk about a big news. Now, this show here is silly, right? I've been describing it recently. It's, it's, it's not a great description. It's the best I've got. It's like Monty Python on the radio. It's the best I've got at the moment, the best shorthand. And this show is silly. And I'm really, you know, there's a bit in Monty Python where Graham Chapman would come on as a, as a general or a sergeant manager. Go, right, stop that, stop that. This is very silly. This is getting very silly. Stop that. On to the next sketch, please. And I, I, and I remember seeing that as a kid and just thinking that was the funniest thing. Someone coming on and calling it out. This is too silly. Stop. What it meant was generally they didn't have a punchline to the sketch. So it was a way out. But I'm, I'm a big fan of just being silly for the sake of being silly. There doesn't have to be, you know, any great... Well, what's the point of your show? I remember years ago at LBC, Anna Rayburn, who's a presenter, I didn't really get on with. Um, she didn't like me because I called her Nana Rayburn, and I didn't like her because she would describe my show as a kid's show. First of all, what's wrong with a kid's show? That's demeaning. Ki even kids, even. Kids deserve the highest of entertainment they let, can get. Let me point you to the sack lunch bunch. Thank you very much indeed. Um, but second of all, it was, it was, she was, it was wrong. What she and others who criticise the show for being a kid's show hear is they hear me having a laugh. What they hear now is me and Catherine having a laugh. Me playing dumb, Catherine playing, you know, kind of the school mom kind of thing. I'm not that's, playing. Well, no, but that's boiling it down to the, to, to the bare essentials. It's obviously it's more nuanced and, and, and sophisticated than that. And I do mean it when I say there is a sophistication to this show. Um, but people hear two people having a laugh, and so that is low Brow. Yeah. That is low art. People talking about Trump's impeachment is much more important, many people think, than two people having a laugh. I would completely disagree, right? I completely disagree. I think it's the other way around. I think in, in, in this ever-changing world in which we're living, um, I mean, it makes you want to give in and cry, that having a laugh is more important because where is there? There's nowhere on the radio, really, to have a laugh. Here's the thing, right? I could write a, a chapter of a book or make a short film or do a video on YouTube that could make you cry. I could do that. I could do that easily. Making you cry is easy. Making you laugh is flipping hard. That's what makes people come back, you know, to radio shows. I've been to enough flipping boring conferences about why people listen to the radio and uh, been given so many rules of what you must and mustn't do on the radio. And do you know what the thing is that makes you be able to throw out all the rules and yep. the clocks and all that stuff? If you make a listener laugh... 
They will come back time and time again, hoping you'll do it again. And the other thing is, the reason why people confide in us the way they do, and they wouldn't do it for another radio station, is because we've been with them through times that we can only imagine, right? And we've made them laugh. Mm. There's something that you said there that made me remember this tweet that I saw from David Bedil earlier on, and he was talking about the BBC licence fee. Did you see it? While you do that, I'm just going to blink to Peter 20,000 times. Carry on, please. Anti-licence fee types often say a slimmed-down BBC would force the BBC to focus on what it does best, which by which they mean news, right? Because they are always journalists saying this, and that's what they think matters. But actually, most people love the BBC for its comedy and drama. Mm. And I would say most people listen to the radio for entertainment company. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing... We got a call out to great offence when I described a movie that they liked as lowbrow. This is like three years ago, and they still every now and yeah. then get in touch. Wasn't an insult. Wasn't an insult. I'm I'm really digging Adam Sandler at the moment. You don't get much lower brow than that. It's not an insult. There, there, there is a place for all of this stuff, but 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 I, I believe that we are not laughing enough at the moment. I believe that we're not questioning instead of you know questioning. Instead of getting angry and scared and questioning the um, judicial system's decision to release jihadists halfway through their prison sentence, let's question what it means to, what does it mean to, to feel empathy? What does it mean to care for the person who lives next door? What does it mean to love? What does it mean to feel joy? Let's question those things. Mm-hmm. Those are things that touch all of us every single day. Let's question that. Not... So uh, Trump won by four votes, sixty-four to sixty-eight. This is how does that does that does not impact? Okay, it's a sign that maybe the world's getting a little bit greyer, but that doesn't impact on my life directly. What impacts on my life is should I feel bad because I'm trying to eat healthy and I've just had a massive pizza? Should I feel bad about that? Should, should, t- t- tomorrow, t- Friday, I've got a really exciting job that I don't think I'm allowed to tell you about, but I kind of want a hint at what that is. I'm doing some acting, you know. I, I want to hear your stories about getting barred from nightclubs. I want it. That's what I think is important. Yeah. Have we disappeared far enough up our own backsides to... Should we pop out I now? I just about to see your feet. Hang on. There we go. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Alistair, you'll be next. This is The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with What's Your Name? Catherine Boyle. And Thingy Bob on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 03444991000. I spent three hours, three and a half hours streaming today. Supposed to be playing games. Yeah, tell people what that means because that sounds disgusting. I was I just got this Twitch channel. Twitch is kind of like YouTube, but it's I can actually make a couple of quid off it, not a lot. And uh, on Sunday nights, eight o'clock, I'm streaming old episodes of the eleven o'clock show and doing a commentary. And it, it's actually two episodes in. It's starting to get a pace. There was an article about it on Chortle, which is a comedy website. And one of the people I talk about who. Um, I said, I've, you know, I'd fallen out with, sent me an email tonight saying, did, did we fall out? I don't think we did. I hope you're well. It's nice to, I enjoyed watching that. So, you know, things, things are happening there. Um, and, but you can also, it's basically streaming video games. You know, it's not going to steal any audience from, uh, from talk radio, which is why I feel very comfortable talking about it. I mean, today I had about 75 people watching me, right? Um, and it's supposed to be playing video games. I've got this swish new PC. And I've, but I just spent the whole three and a half hours setting up Stuff and then yeah. I was playing a game. Here's one for you, um, kids, called Command and, Command and Conquer Three: Tiberium Wars, which I used to play 20 years ago. It looked a lot like Age of Empires to me. It's that yeah. kind of vibe. 
and um, because it's so fighty old, fighty sims, fighty sims, fighty buildy sims. But because it's so old, you can't go online and play with other people because they've closed the servers. So I'm setting up, finally got it to work, and then someone says, "Oh, but there's this website where you can go and play on it." So instead of after spending an hour setting it up, instead of going, "Okay, well I'll look at that another day," I just want to play this now. I went, "Oh, something bright and shiny over there." Mm-hmm. So then I spent an hour trying to set it up so that I could play it online, and of course I couldn't get it to work. And here's the thing that annoys me about human beings, right? This is why humans disgust me. You've got to spell everything out for them, right? In the past, I've asked questions on Twitter for help, technical help, technical help. I know what you're going to say. People always say, have you Googled it? (laughs) Or... They Google it for you. They Google it and go, I found this, is this any good? Or someone will do that gif of someone typing something into Google. (laughs) It's like live Ask Jeeves. (laughs) So now I have to specify, hi guys, I'm trying to connect to this server but i don't have the code does anybody know how to do it yes i have googled it and please only reply if you have experience of this now the yes i have googled it and please only reply if you have experience of this i always thought would just be taken as a given yeah it should just be taken as a given but it's not so people go well why don't you google it what do you think we are google why don't you google it I've Googled it. And then people going, I'm not sure, but I think it might be this. And then they're doing all the pages that I've Googled, or they're just guessing. They're just ge- No. Only reply if, you've done if it. you have done it and you know the solution. Or you have done it and you, you, you think there is no solution. You, you've, you've got tried all of the dead ends yourself and come to the conclusion that's it. Then reply. Do not reply with Google it. Or I will kill you. That's a joke. Well. Yeah, exactly. Only because he can't find you. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to Alistair. Good evening, Alistair. Oh, evening, guys. All right. Oh, Alistair, you're sounding very laid back there. I'm imagining you stretched out on the sofa (laughs) in a silk kimono smoking a pipe. Am I close? Uh, nearly. He's naked. Are you naked? (laughs) Jeans and a t-shirt. That'll do me, buddy. We're all naked underneath. We're all as God intended us to be, sans clothes. I'm so glad that you asked that question about people who ring in to radio shows and things. Yeah. Right from when it first started, which must have been years ago now, when TV programmes or radio programmes said, oh, if you've got anything to say about this, uh, tweet us on da-di-da or yeah. email us on this. And right from the word go, I thought, what's the point? <laughs> exactly this! It's like that information you're sending to them. Uh, I mean, they might read something out, but that's it. I mean, it's not going to be saved and sort of sent up to someone important who's going to do something anything good with it so it's, i mean it, it's lazy uh, vox pops part of the reason we used to do the vox pops on the 11 o'clock show is to prove how silly and pointless vox pops were and how you can manipulate them to get people to say anything yeah. it, it's pointless and now people don't even go out on the street with a camera and a microphone you're right it's just constantly uh, sky news is is one of the worst for this but the bbc do it as well it's it's yeah. people's tweets and texts under underneath well but they started doing it on on 
it's slightly different, I suppose, on any questions on Radio 4, because it's slightly different, but they start reading out tweets and things, and you just think, well, what is the point? Do you know what I want to hear from? I want to hear from experts. I, I've got, I like experts. I like experts and people who are on the scene or people this is affected directly. I'll hear from you. I don't want to hear... I don't... With, with greatest respect, Alistair, with respect, oh. I don't know... I don't want to know what your thoughts are on, you know, M4 modernisation and turning it into smart motorways. I don't care. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you've got an unusual no, uh, take that's been um, missed so far in the debate. Now, the only time, right, that I did uh, make a couple of calls, I mean, I was influenced with drink at the time, but... <laughs> yes. It was only it was only to put forward um, a leftish point of view, which of course is rarely given these days, in my experience. But that would be the only reason. But then, even then, it's kind of pointless still because yeah. you know, great. But, but here's the oh. thing. Here's the thing. You say you saying that, and I tend to agree. I think there are significantly more right wing um, speakers. But, 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 there will be people going, what's it, what are those two idiots talking about? It's all left-wing stuff. Yeah. There's hardly any right-wing thinkers. Uh, and, which I guess means... Oh, they'll cite, they'll talk about Owen Jones, they'll talk about Femi. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we could do, I mean, we could, I, I, I won't, but you could, I, I, I think it's kind of fairly evenly split. The, the 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 big hitters are obviously the breakfast show. So you've got Julia on talk radio. You've got Nick Ferrari on LBC. They're obviously right wing, quite mm-hmm. quite right wing. Um, then, then you've got James O'Brien, who's kind of left. I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's probably about sixty forty. I would imagine uh, in favour of of right, in my opinion. But there's someone who will disagree. Mm-hmm. And we are in bubbles. Uh, all we're in of bubbles. Us. We're in bubbles. Uh, like you say, I mean, we need to get down to topics about people's lives i think and how how they're living them and what emotions they go through and how how they manage to to get through this is the stuff that's important isn't it yeah i think i think it's only the stuff that's more important to me i guess you could you know argue that brexit and those kind of things are important on a huger scale but that's like a big moving machine what do you get to control about any of this stuff right no you get to be angry because you feel like you've had your say and no one's listening or you feel like you've had your say and they're not listening or you feel like you've had your say and no one's um agreeing with you but they're all wrong because then you know it's anger it's frustration because you're not the person who is writing the email that's going to change the world as you see it right but what we can talk about is what my life is how i would like it to improve how i can make it better for somebody else you know and what your experience is and your experience for example alistair your experience and your story and the way your life has changed and you've taken control of things has an impact on someone else far more than both of you um, agreeing that you're both angry about the same stuff i think so i think that's right yeah all right. Can uh, I just mention something very quickly about yeah. something you were talking about earlier in the show about um, diet and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I watched the uh, Taylor Swift documentary. Yeah, did you enjoy it? I, I did, and I was wondering, Catherine, what yeah. you felt about the stuff that she was on about, about when she got, got all that negative stuff come to her. Yeah. And she talked about the fact that everyone commented about her weight and this, that and the other. Told you about that, didn't um, I, when I'd watched it. I, that really, um, that spoke to me, that part, in particular. Yeah. Um, I thought, from my point of view, I thought, well, 
I feel sympathy for this lady because I think she's talented and she doesn't deserve it. But I just wondered from a, you know, a lady's point of view what you saw. In terms of what, the body uh, image stuff? Or... Body image stuff, Kath, yeah. do you know any ladies that I don't know any ladies. Um, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> tend to get on with um, ladies. You're such a bubble. Yeah, I'm such a bubble. Um, but, uh, no, I get that thing. I realised yeah. I was doing it only sort of... I only kind of admitted that it was something that I've been carrying around for a what long was this? Sorry, time. I was, uh, was... This thing of catching sight of yourself, right, or photographing oh, yourself, yeah. not looking at it properly, going, "Oh my God, look at that! They're do, right, I'm fat." How, right? How far do you want to go with that? I mean, do you want to? We've talked about yeah stuff. Your yeah, you, you could. Can I say this? Yeah, go on. You you have um, kind of recently, I guess, in the last twelve months, accepted that perhaps in you have been influenced i'm being i'm trading carefully because i don't want to say no, anything fine. you don't want to say i've said it that you, you've you've had problems with your the way you your body image yeah. and, and food yeah and I'm, your attitude towards food yeah i've got screwy body image and i don't think i'm that dissimilar from a lot of women you actually. had a big clear out of stuff what happened was i was keeping a load of well basically my ironing basket was overflowing with stuff that i not ironed because it don't fit me anymore right um, and this is from a, it, this was, I mean, there must have been about 12 months worth of stuff in there. And when we, we went on holiday, my mum, bless her, came in and cleared the ironing basket out and hung it all up for me. And it was only looking at all the clothes I'd been keeping that had been kind of whispering to me from the ironing basket, you don't fit this anymore. Yeah. And seeing some of the really tiny stuff that I was wearing, I had a period about two years ago, maybe, yeah, two years ago, where um, uh, I, I was just very stressed out and um, my mother-in-law was dying and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And whenever I get stressed out, I just, my, I lose my appetite. It's not that I starve myself or anything like that. It just, I think I keep tension in my chest and stomach area, right? So I couldn't get anything down, didn't fancy anything. And if you carry on like that for a while, it, you kind of don't, your appetite completely goes. So um, that's the way it was. And I, I looked at some of these clothes from right at the bottom of the basket and it was tiny, Alistair. They were tiny. Right. It's like a size eight. Well, I'm sorry about that. And, like. and here's the thing, Alistair. I felt massive in that when it fit me. Yeah. That's when you, uh, so I kind of burst into tears and then I went, right. Here's what I'm going to do. All this stuff that doesn't fit me anymore, I'm not, I'm not squirrelling it anymore, waiting for it to, me to go back to quote-unquote normal, because I was not normal then, I wasn't very well. What I'm going to do is, I'm going to give it all to a charity shop, and I'm going to wear, I'm going to keep clothes that fit me now, and that make me feel good now, and this stuff is going to stop talking to me from the basket, it's going to be someone's best dress, because some of that stuff was really expensive, and, you know, and that was part of the reason for keeping it, but I thought that could be someone's best dress, I'm taking it to the charity shop, I took a load of stuff, and I thought that's not going to be my guilt dress anymore, that's going to be someone's best dress. But also, uh, I'd forgotten about the thing I was thinking was, you, you had like... Teas and things, didn't you? Have oh, teas yeah. to like lose I weight tried, or well, something. Not, yeah, kind of. I tried that stuff. You know, they, they call it a detox tea, but actually, you look into it a bit more. It's a, it's a um, laxative or whatever. And the th thankfully, because there is a little bit of, uh, I would say, weird, a little bit. There, there is. There is disordered eating in my family, and I always thought that because I could see it in other people, I would not you go down that track, right? But I think I've got the same skewed mind that they have, only I never allow myself to give into it. So I would buy these kind of teas and stuff, or um, do you remember the uh, Beachbody Ready shakes and stuff? But I'd never finish the course because yeah, I'd go, yeah. do you know what? This is mad. And I would catch myself go every to the time. Go the back of the cupboard and... 
Yeah. Leave it there. Chopped it. I'm not doing that anymore. And that part in the Taylor Swift thing where she kind of talked about how she would see a picture of herself or someone would make a comment and it would put her off herself for weeks and she would, without necessarily thinking about it, uh, exercise more and eat less or whatever. Uh, and now when she looks at a picture, she tries to look at fewer pictures, but also when she sees a picture of herself and she might have a rounded stomach or whatever and people are pointing it out, she'll say, that in that instinct is still there. I've got to mm. do something about this. But then she says, I counter that with, no, that's old thinking. We don't do this anymore. It, I would rather look healthy than look sick, which is the way she was before. She said she had no energy or anything else. And that was the thing. Throwing those dresses away was a, re a huge release. I kind of cried on the way back from that charity shop when I'd emptied the boot of all mm. that stuff because I'm not carrying that around anymore. And from it's now on, thing. I'm going to look thing. after myself. Thank you, Alistair. Uh, we've got Anthony, we've got Sims. You'll come to you in a bit. Someone who's pretending his name is Jack is, is not enjoying the show so much. He's on his last number, 6720. I don't know what this is in it's reference really to. It's really sad. Is he knobstock? <laughs> It said, that's because you are a complete asshole, old chap. Except, except, he spelled asshole wrong. Gosh. <laughs> this is the intellect of someone. And of course, you click on his, his previous tweet, uh, texts, and they're, they're all anti-Islamic. Uh, but, but, it, can I, look, Jack, in inverted commas, 6720, there's an H in that word. I'm not going to tell you where it is. <laughs> not going to tell you where it goes. But there is supposed to be an H somewhere in that word. During the news, try again, and I'll let you know, I'll let you know, dear listener, if during the news, uh, 6720 manages to spell the word arsehole properly. 03444991000, this is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Drove downtown in the night, 9.30 on a Tuesday just to check out the late night record shop Got it in Boston, got it in Boston, got it in insane When I'm surrounded, I just can't stop It's a matter of instincts, a matter of conditioning, and a matter of fact You can go where Pablo's done Bring a bell and I'll salivate How'd you like that? Doctor Landon, tell me I'm just a Pentagon Cause when I'm lying in bed Just like Brian Wilson did Well I have Lying in bed just like Brian Wilson did
supporters <laughs> having a go at me on Twitter because they're too chicken to pick up the phone here's, here's the beauty I can block them from the screen so no one sees those tweets my young thick Tommy Robinson loving friends if you love him so much why don't you marry him damn those Muslims damn them but damn them to a white Christian hell, the only hell. Peace and love, guys. Peace and love. Uh, 6720 has not been able to spell asshole correctly oh. during that break. I can only apologise for the stress you must be going through. Must have missed that day at school. Mm-mm-mm. Let's go to Michael. We've got a lot of calls, so let's go to Michael. Good evening, Michael. Hello, Ian. Hello, Michael. Kathleen. Uh... What do you think about the uh, motors that go into the city centres? They've got to pay eight pound if the ca- if the cars have a uh, registration number. If they've got what? If a if they've got a certain registration number, which makes them old. Right. So that's so. So already, you're talking nonsense. It's not to. Do, they're not being charged because of the registration number. They're being charged because of the age of the car. Yeah, well, I do the car relates to the registration. No, 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 it doesn't. The registration number relates to the age of the car. There's a big difference. So the registration plate is is irrelevant. It's the so cars of a certain age are being charged more to go into city centres, and you don't like that. Why? Well, I've got a car right now. Mine's uh, 06. so it's it's getting it's getting on a bit. It's about fourteen years. Now, I've, I've got uh, 50,000 miles on the clock. I don't do a lot of miles whatsoever. Right, that's irrelevant. Right. No, it isn't. Well, it, well, it is irrelevant. That's Hang not on what... A bit. I'm, I'm it's, it's not... Now, it's not what... It's not... You're not being charged on the miles that you have done. You're being charged, I believe... I, I mean, I don't really know much about this because I don't care, but I believe you're being charged because of the emissions, the toxic emissions that are being emitted into the air that, that can be assessed from the age of the car, right? Right, that's where, that's where the mistake is. Okay, correct, then yeah. please educate me. I've got a car, right, that I've just said, it's 16 year old. Yes. And this I've is the, du- can I just, I've got to say, Michael, this is the dullest call I've had in about a, a year, but carry on. Right, and I've done 50,000 miles. Irrelevant. Right, now, a car 
that's from brand new. God. And the reps got it. Just, Michael, just, just, Michael, Michael, just stop. Stop for a second. Stop for a second. Stop for a second. Just before you finish this sentence, because I think I know where this is going, right? Before you finish this sentence, just think to yourself, do I really want to sound this dumb on the radio? Because I know, and I'm saying this with love, my friend, you're probably about to say something dumb. No. Away you go then, Michael. I've given you the opportunity to bail. Away you go. Now, uh, somebody with a, a car two-year-old yep. can do 50,000 mile in a year. Yep. Now, that means that he's putting out the same emissions as what mine is, yep. but I'm going to be penalised because my car's older. I did give you the opportunity to bail out and not say something no, dumb, and you chose no. not to take the opportunity. No, I'm just saying, if, if 50, it's to do with wear and, wear and tear on your engine for your emissions. It's not, it? though. It's not. I mean, well, I don't know a lot about cars, but it's not. Car. Te- no, it's not. Because technology, the, the, the cleanliness of the emissions has improved massively over recent years with advances in car technology. So it, I'm sure, and I don't have the stats in front of me. If you do, you have me at a disadvantage. I'd love to hear them. But I'm sure the emissions from your car despite it only having done 50,000 miles, which is irrelevant, I'm sure the emissions per mile from your car would be higher than the emissions per mile from a car that's two years old. Do you understand that? And we've both done the time mileage of 50,000 miles. The the 50,000, and I swear to you, Michael, I know you find this hard to to understand, the 50,000 miles is irrelevant. You're, you're, You're basically doing what's heavier, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers, and you're saying a ton of bricks. No, because I weigh the same. Yeah, exactly. Now we're getting there. Now we're getting there. But the emissions per mile of your 14-year-old car are likely to be higher than the emissions per mile of a two-year-old car. Do you understand that? If you say 50,000 again, God help me. No, because they both have the same wear and tear, and I don't think mine's any different. Wear and tear? I, I go through the MOT every year. It's irrelevant. And, and uh, it's, it's irrelevant. Emissions, emissions are all right. Otherwise, I wouldn't get through the MOT. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But I'll try, I'm going to try one more time, Michael, because I've got faith in you. Right? I've got faith in you. The emissions from a 14-year-old car per mile are likely to be significantly higher than the emissions per mile from a two-year-old car because of the advances in technology. Do you, so do what, hap- what happens when you go for an MOT? Oh, Jesus, God. And you, you, and you pass the MOT because your emissions are all right, otherwise yes, you wouldn't they, pass they it. are all right, but they are higher. They are, all, they are all right. But they should never pass. Yeah, Michael, they are all right. They pass the MOT test. They are all right, but they will be significantly more than the emissions from a newer car. Both will pass the MOT, but there will still be a big difference. Is that getting through at all? No. No. <laughs> no. It's, it's just, it's just basic. Kathy on, she knows more. Catherine, uh, please. Oh, no, to... I'm not interested. <laughs> I find it really boring. So, no, you crack on. Here's yeah. the thing, Michael. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'll, I'll right. solve the problem anyway. Well, you, um, I think you felt like that before you came on. I yeah. don't know why you had to tell us. Here's the thing, Michael. Here's the thing about <laughs> emission charges for cities. 
Yeah. You know the kids die because of emissions? Yeah. Right. So anything that lowers the emissions and saves kids' lives, that's got to be a good thing, right? Yeah. So why are you phoning up to complain about something that is designed primarily to save the lives of children? Because, uh... You, you're, well, you're actually going to go for it! You're going to go for it! <laughs> he is going to tell us why he's against um, a policy that is designed to save the lives of children. Wow! Okay, Michael! Well, why just have it on city centres? Why not have... Why just down ban cars altogether. They're going to. That's a really to. good idea. They're going to. They're going to. I don't know if you heard the news recently. They're going to. But do you know why they have? Oh, Jesus. Do you know why they have it just in city centres? And, and the other thing is. No, I'm not interested. Okay. Thanks for your call, Michael. Right. <laughs> why don't they have steam trains anymore? <laughs> That was a character, right? That was a... No. And that phone call, what we were talking about in the first hour, the point, mind of, up. the point of people phoning up radio shows to... to, to that sums it up perfectly. He had his monologue prepared. Oh, he? I loved that. I mean, it made me really frustrated, but I loved it. I love it when he tried to call me in as the voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. We got Matt and Simsy and Anthony. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. A lot of um, uh, TDE tonight. Let's let's try and get some uh, BVE. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the show writes. Yeah. I miss calls like that. When we worked in local radio, yeah. there were a lot of calls like that. And people, because indignant that's what older people, people have been programmed to yeah, do. Indignant older people who were right and did not like change. I still love it when they turn to the woman as if I'm going to agree. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get his age from him though. That's unusual. No, you. No, I don't think he was that. I don't think he was quite that old. I think he was. I think he was sort of mid to late sixties. Yeah. Once they get over sort of seventy three, you're always going to get the age. Eighties for sure. Oh God. <laughs> Good evening, Matt. Good evening. How are you tonight? Frustrated. What have you got for us? <laughs> Not a lot. Oh. Uh, I was just calling about the BBC, and I um, don't know why. Why can we not go like the Canadian CBC or the Australian ABC, where they're sort of because because it, well, I tell you why because the, because it begins with a B and they begin with a C and an A. Mm. It's British, so it has to begin with a B. <laughs> You know, I lived in Canada for like 15 years, and the, the CBC is... is yeah, but that, but that, that, that begins with a C, because it's Canada. I think the first B begins for British, I think. And it would have to stay... It would have to stay... A, it would have to stay a B. It would be BC. It would have to be that. You couldn't do a CBC. Right. So you couldn't change to CBBC then, no? Couldn't do that, no, because that's a ch channel that exists already. They call that... And the C for that stands for Children's British... Broadcasting Corporation. So you couldn't do that. So what other changes would you like to initiate? Well, can they not just start advertising like other channels do? Well, they do advertise. Well, but during the TV shows, they'll fund. No, no, I mean, God, like, no. The God, no. No, God, no. Well, who Why cares? not? Who, Matt, who cares? Why do you... Matt, here we go, Catherine, get this. Where are you calling from, Matt? Dominican Republic. All oh, right, well, it's none of your business, then. <laughs> What's it got to do with you? 
Well, I, because I listen to it and watch it still. <gasps> Illegal. You should be paying. Yeah, we're, I'm paying for you. I'm paying for my licence, well, and I'm happy to pay. My licence pays for the BBC to be available around the world, and I'm happy to pay that. Oh, don't worry, don't worry, Matt. I've got this one covered. I'll sub you. But you, so you don't, do you think that, that they, they shouldn't make any changes to the way they're funded? Yeah, they probably should, but Matt, who cares? Why do you, well, you're in the Dominican Republic, right? Go out and make love to a beautiful woman. Go and have an amazing meal. Go for all, you're somewhere I'm probably never going to go in my life. I don't even know that much about it. I just know that it sounds wonderful. Go out and live the Dominican Republic. Don't worry about the TV licence. It'll get sorted. It'll get sorted. Well, well, I... But, I, but like every other, I'm, I'm commuting home from work, so I have to do something. And I thought I may or call it, call it. But, but tell me, tell me, tell me what it's like in the Dominican Republic. Educate me, because I've never been there. I don't really know where it is. What, where is it, and what, why are you there? It's in the Caribbean. Uh, it is uh, next to Cuba. It's, it's about a 10 million population. What, what time is it there? What, of, uh, what time you got there? About half five? Seven, seven twenty in the evening. Um, uh, is it is it warm? Is it balmy? It's, it's, it's 28 degrees, it's lovely. Um, it's very dark right now. Tell us what you're wearing. <laughs> I want to get an idea of the weather and kind of what your, what your vibe is, is right there. Is it shorts there. or is it summer suit? Uh, well, no, I was in, I'm in trousers and a shirt. I, I was in an office most of the day. Um, I, it, I live in the city of Santa Domingo, which is a population three million, so it's a bit of a hectic, crazy... Latin American type city. And it sounds, here's the thing, it sounds very glamorous. Of course, when you go and live somewhere, the novelty wears off quite quickly. It, how long have you been there for, and does it still have an element of that glamour, or is it just like life now? I've been here five years. It sounds a bit of, bit of craziness, but yeah, I mean, you end up doing same stuff at work, same stuff commuting home, stuck in traffic jam, yeah. um, listening to talk radio because there's nothing else to do on the drive home. Um, it, uh, you just lose it. It's, it's um, <laughs> of course it does. Of course, every time you go somewhere new, you think it'll always feel like this. And a, a month later, it, it kind of goes back to normal. And you went there for work, did you? Yes. Yeah, I work in a hotel, so I um, live. Uh, so I, it, it, it's, it's nice, but the beaches are nice. I bet they're great. Yeah. What's the food? What's what's what's? If you were like going to stop off on your way home and go and have your favourite kind of takeout dish, where, where would you go? Says Mackie D's. If I was going to have my favourite food, it would be Mackie D's. It was Mackie D's! <laughs> Outrageous! I, I, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that on KFC. That's terrible behaviour. Well, KFC, uh, Mackie D's, Wendy's, um, they're all exactly the same. But there's no chip shops. And are you, are you, there's hardly any chip shops here anymore. Are you living alone? Have you got, have you got a partner? Are you in love? What's the deal? Uh, I live with my wife and my kids. Um, we're all here, um, all British. How old are you? How old are your kids? How old are your kids? Sixteen, fourteen, and twelve. And they've been there the whole five years. They have, yeah. How did they react yeah. when you come home five years ago and six years ago, guys? Some great news: got a promotion, and it means a move to the Dominican Republic. Was it met with jubilation from everyone, or did the eleven-year-old at the time, <laughs> now sixteen, go, "Oh, dad, get lost"? Was how did that go down? No, they, they were in a little bit of shock. We were living in another island before here, but they, they didn't really want to move because they didn't know what it was like here. But they're very happy here now. I mean, they all speak Spanish, they're all learned Spanish. 
so they're all um, they're all adjusted. Do you speak it's Spanish? I, I, I get by. I, I, I can't say I'm fluent, but I can I can speak it and understand it. Yeah. It's not very well. And is the pl- are you out there forever now? That's it. You're, you're living there, and unless something dramatic happens, that's that's it. I don't know. I mean, I suppose I'm here for now. I'll see what happens. If I, if I get fired, then I'll be back in the UK. I mean, but um, for now, yes. I'd probably say the next three years I'll be here. I'm going to say, uh, um, I've got two ages in my head. I'm going to write down the second one. I'm going to say, are you 42? No. How old are you? 49. Oh, I wrote, I wrote down 45. I'm way it's out. It's that tropical air. I'm way out. <laughs> I'm way out. So I'm guessing That's you have, um, you got parents, if they're still with us, that are in their 70s? Uh, late 60s, yeah. How did they react yeah. when you said, I'm moving, I'm taking the kids, I'm taking my beautiful wife, I'm taking the kids, we're moving away. Were they, were they how, how, because that must be tough for both you and them. You know, it was at first, I say, but I moved away 20 years ago. We moved to Canada to begin with. Right. Um, and it, at first it was difficult, and they, but now they, 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 they would come out and enjoy. My dad's coming out next month. You know, so they get used to it. But at first it was, a, they weren't too happy about us moving away. But, you know, they encouraged me to have the adventure of going traveling or whatever. So, um, but it's, it's, it's not bad. But again, I, 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 I listen to I, I watch British TV all the time and I listen to British radio, so some things you just can't get out of your head. No, exactly. Matt, this is so much... Here's the thing, right? Anyway. This is so much more interesting than talking about a TV licence. Genuinely. And I don't mean... I hope you don't take this as an insult. I've loved finding out about you and your family in the Dominican Republic. If you, you have... Know, I, I think people should travel more... An experience of the culture. Yeah. I wanted to move to Japan. Me and my wife wanted to move to Japan, and, but my mum was ill and, 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 and we didn't take the leap and that opportunity is now gone. It, it, it will come up again for me, but probably not for another 10, 15 years till my kids are a little bit older. But I agree. I totally agree with you. Matt, I'm going to say this to you. You call us anytime you want. Uh-huh. You don't have to have a reason to call us. So don't feel that you have to go, oh, what's the big Brilliant. news story? Just phone up for a chat, mate. I will. When I'm stuck in traffic, which is usually quite regularly, I'll call up again. Man, I want to be your Dominican Republic drive-time show. That's what we want to be. <laughs> we'll speak well, to you. Well, you are my Dominican Republic drive-time show. Perfect. I, I drive home at the same time, and there you are. Give us a call any time. You don't need to have a story or a reason. Just phone up for a chat. All right, Willie, thanks. Thank you, Matt. Nice to talk to you, fella. Thank you. There you go. What a nice guy. Isn't it funny? And, and that's instantly... Instantly more interesting yeah. than a, a, a pointless chat about the TV license. Because even if we discussed Thank you, it, man. right, I what, that a what lot. difference would it yeah. make? He's in the Dominican Republic. I didn't even know where it was. No, I kind of thought it was over Cuba-ish way, but I didn't know. Listen to that. Sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah, that sounds right great. Him. His kids and wife speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. You'd love that, wouldn't you? You'd love a bit of that. I don't know. I don't know. I, Is it the same Spanish? It's got to be slightly no, different, it's hasn't different. it? Um, older, older, more old-fashioned. Well, it's like when we went over to America, the languages kind of go off in different branches, don't they? So they, yeah. the Americans use a lot of term, words that have come from different like other languages that they kind of merged with, but also um, words that we were using back then, and our languages moved on, and theirs haven't. Yeah. You know, like fall, we used to call it the fall as well, rather than autumn. Yes, where it came from us, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, 
It's the same with Spanish. Like, uh, for example, I mean, I don't really know any people from the Dominican Republic, but I know in Mexico they would call a car a carro, yeah. which is the word for a cart in Spanish now, which, of course, it probably would have been when they went, well, first went over there, and the Spanish call a car a coche. So it, but there are small words. You can understand each other, yeah. but there are words that they both laugh about because they sound funny to each Here's other. The thing, right? You're somewhere exotic in the world. Don't phone up about the TV licence. Phone up and say, I'm somewhere exotic in the world. What would you like to know? Don't do that! It's that thing of people thinking, oh, I think I know what I need to do <laughs> yeah. here. You don't actually need yeah. to do anything. On Just come show. on and talk to us. Sad news. Yeah, I know. You, you're going to tell us someone's died before Alan Caddick does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to break it to us before Alan. That is sad. I mean, gone too soon. At 103, Kirk Douglas. No! I'm Kirk Douglas! Is that it? Is that the guy? Yeah, that's the guy. Okay. Well. Me and my sister back in the day were obsessed with the film Vikings, with him oh, and... Oh, my uh, uh, friend Malcolm was obsessed with the film yeah, Vikings. with Tony Curtis. I didn't really like those Why old films. Why did he hesitate? It was a great film. Right. I mean, Tony Curtis as a, uh, it turns out, Viking prince, but turned into a slave with a broad kind of New York okay, accent. Spoiler alert, mate. You, that's, you, that's a little bit unfair what you I don't think it would be a spoiler if it's been out for like 50 years plus. <laughs> Oh, three, is the phone number. Let's go to Anthony. Good evening, Anthony. Good evening. How are you? I'm feeling full up. I'm good. I slept bit bit better last night. Clean sheets. Um, and I will. I'm, I'm fingers crossed, Anthony. I'm going to sleep well tonight. I bet you will. You're working hard, Ian. Working very oh, I'm so working, hard. I'm working too hard. <laughs> I, I might. I might. I might just loosen up a little bit for the last hour and yeah, a half. Take a rest. Take a chill, will it? Thank. I'm going to take a chill. But not a pill, not a chill no, pill. No, 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 no. Wait, what you got for his big aunt? Um, just you know, I ain't catch up with really. you. my birthday. I've just got back from um, a football game. I know you hate football, but oh, football makes me want to puke. I know you hate football. Football you, don't you? makes me want to go. Wait a minute, let's see if we are interested. Was it naked football? Yes. Oh, oh no, 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 it wasn't. Okay, you can't, you can't tease us like that. No, it's really. Um, but well, I'm going to Spain soon. Prove it. Show me the documents. I need to see the tickets. I can, email, I can email him. Oh, yeah. E email me the tickets, Anthony. And um, change the name on there to Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Yeah, I'll and, um, what, what, what are you going to Spain for? Are you wanted for murder? Not yet. Okay. Oh, he's planning a murder. Wow. Gosh. <laughs> no, just a, a little trip. Um, going to Salou. Um, oh. Can I still call you from Spain or not? You can call us, yeah. How, Wait, where are you going? Port Salou. Salou. All right, yeah, yeah That's nice. a cheese. That's a cheese. Is it? Port Salou is a cheese. Yeah, Salou, I think you're going to. Yeah, Port Salou yeah. is a cheese. Mm, yeah, Port Salou is a cheese. Is there a port in Salou? Is, is Salou by the sea? Yeah. Oh, Catherine! Is, yeah. is, is, Catherine, is Salou by the, chi the sea? Is, by, is it by the cheese? Doesn't matter what I said, you know what I mean. <laughs> is, it by the, is, is Salou by the sea? Yeah, I think it so is, So there's yeah. a port there. So Might Port be. Salou is probably comes from there. No, I don't think it does. I it's think French. Doesn't matter what you think. The ev don't Let's Google, Google it. it. Oh, Let's Google let's it. Let's go fake news. It seems a shame to fall out over fake cheese. News, fake news, fake news, fake news. Port Salou. I have to say, apparently we have a slight... Here we go. We have a slight... It's from Pays de Loire, France. In Spain. We have a slight problem with the phones. Um, in the... Uh, people are... Getting through. Getting through. <laughs> <laughs> People are calling up and then they're talking to Amy and then when Amy calls them back there's like a problem and Amy has told the engineers. So be 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 patient. Be Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. Yes. Be yes. patient. Be patient. Wise words. Alright, Anthony, when are you going? Um, I'm going on uh, next Tuesday. You jammy get you jammy it's, get it's a birthday treat. It's a birthday treat. Your birthday. When when was your birthday? Um today. I've got a famous left. You got what? French left? 
30 minutes to go. Well, I'm not singing happy birthday, if that's what you think. No, 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 none of that. None of that. Happy don't do birthday. it, don't do it. Get a birthday candle, light it, and stick it up your bum. Oh! That, that's my, my present, all right, Anthony? All right, and I'll call you another time. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely turn of phrase. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. <laughs> late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I'm going to see my mum tomorrow. Tell her that her daughter turned 50. Because she won't really know. Here's one of the sad things about my mum's MS and her illness is that she... I was thinking about this the other day. She was so hot on every relative's birthday. Oh. She had them all in a diary, but she knew them all off the top of her head. And now... When me and my sister go and see her tomorrow and tell her that Joe's turned 50, she will be surprised by that. Isn't that sad? Yeah. She will be surprised. Oh. Although people that know birthdays, I find Creepy. annoying. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. mum is very, very Because annoying. they always beat me. They always beat me. Um, yeah, yeah, Katya says, is that Anthony from the Hoddesdon? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Been calling us for a while now. Um, it's, uh, and I, 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 I don't see my mum as much as I, as much as perhaps society suggests I should. There we go. Um, Partly because it's not her. And time is, time is fluid for her. If I go, I went and saw her just before Christmas. Just after Christmas, actually. Took the boys just after Christmas. But if I go and see her tomorrow, it could have been yesterday or six years ago that I saw her. She won't be able to tell. She won't know. Time mm. is elastic. Um, and it just, it just breaks my heart, you know. And there's, there's, um, part, I mean, part of me that thinks, I've said this before, if she asked me to, kill her mm. I would consider it I would consider it I would seriously consider it yeah I remember coming to see her with you the, well the only time I've met her and you know when we came away you, you sort of said to me that's no kind of life is it really no she enjoyed the time we had though oh exactly but she will in, in the space of 20 minutes she will hear the same story word for word mm. 20 times yeah without with no exaggeration and um it's just uh it's not my mum. That's not my mum there. That isn't my mum. You know, and, um... Does she get down? She... What? You mean, like, get funky? <laughs> <laughs> she can't really move That's very well. That's the important well. thing, isn't it? Yeah, um, she does, yeah. yeah. Not so much now, because it's now... I, I suspect, as well as MS, I suspect she's got dementia of some kind right. as well. But it's never been diagnosed. What's the point? You know, but, um... She used to get down a lot. and She's I used not to... as aware of what's going on, I guess. No... I used to get phone calls like two in the morning, just sobbing. You know, you're just unable to get. Thank you, Amy. Just they're going to try and fix the phones. You know, so she doesn't. She's not even with it enough to get down. Well, maybe that's a mercy. Well, that's something, but that's not a life. You know, that's no. Ah, oh, man, that's no life. And I, and I, of course, I feel bad that I don't see her. You know, I see her once every four, or five weeks. It's not great. Um, I don't take the kids to see her enough. That's terrible, you know. And um, and the boys like going to see her and stuff, but they don't. They, I have a picture of her and my dad at my graduation somewhere. I used to have it by my bed. I don't know where it is now. It's in the living room, I think. And they can't believe that that's Nanny Linda because she's standing up. She's standing up, and I said, "Oh yeah, she used to be able to walk and dance and cook and drive." And they can't comprehend that, you know. And it's it's such a shitty disease, the old. Uh, uh, the, the, the MS. This particular is. You've got MS. She has it particularly, particularly bad. And I suspect in the last few years, sixteen, maybe seventy this year in October. I suspect in the last few years it's, it's progressed to dementia of some kind right. as well. 
Um, but it's, um, you know, she's been in that care home. I think she's about 56, I think. Which is nothing, which is 10 years older than me. Flipping heck. Yeah. She got ill. We got diagnosed when she was 40, so six and a half, seven years younger. Jeez, man. Jeez. It's, uh, it's horrendous, you know. Surrenders. Yeah. Poor thing. Anyway, let's go to Tina. Good evening, Tina. Hello, mate. How are you? Are you on speakerphone? Listen, don't coke me off with that because you're like Daleks. Let me find it. I had to phone on my friend's phone. Give me a minute. Okay. Give gonna give it, she's, we're going to give her a minute. Tina has been struggling with... Phone. Help me. Right, one minute. Okay. That's it. Okay. So could, could you hear us when we were speaking to Anthony? I could. It's when it's when the lovely young lady calls back that you turn into Dalek. Okay, so I imagine that Sloop John B will be hearing us as Daleks now. But hang on, Nathan, can you hear us? Okay. Yeah, fine, mate. All right, calm down. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tina, what can we, we'll come to you in a second, Nathan. Tina, what can we do for you, please? What have you done for me lately, Ian? <laughs> what was that song? What have, have you, you done, done for me lately? You can't, you've got to keep the beats going. Why? Because it was a sing-along. Me and Tina were singing along. You she didn't was on a delay anyway. Tina. Shall we start again? Yeah. No. What have okay. you done, done for me lately? Ooh, ooh, yeah. Thank you. Miss Janet. Can we get serious now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we can go serious, Tina. It's quite fun. When I say quite funny, it's quite apposite what you were talking about, about your mum, because I've been caring for my mum for the last just, 18 can months. Can I just pause, just time out for a second? Round of applause for apposite. Well done Beautiful. there. Well done. Well done, Tina. Congratulations. That's a great word. And continue vous, s'il vous plaît, madame. Ah, oh, okay. Je me la retête, Ian. Oh, this is... Pas encore. Have we got... We've got like a blooming genius on the line. Posh words, uh, foreign languages. <laughs> Tina's my kind of listener. <laughs> and coming at, coming out with a pure, raw London Cockney accent. And I've got zero, I've got one CS, no, I've got two O-levels and one CSA. Wow, you're old. CSA. You're old. I'm, I'm 50, mate, and I'm rocking this 50-year-old. Yeah, man, I bet you had a cheeky spliff at the weekend. I don't smoke, I don't drink. What I do you do? I do anything. I do politics and I do young men. Okay, well, you're a busy woman then. Wowzers! No, 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 I'm talking rubbish. Can we talk about your mum <laughs> and my mum? Yes, yeah, talk about your mum. Go on. What's going on? So my mum got really, really ill um, 18, more than 18 months ago now, yeah. August 2018. She was very fit. She'd just come back from Ireland with her 80, 90-year-old sisters. She was 87 then. <clears throat> so she came off the plane. And mum's a really incredibly fit woman, and she's always brought us up really really strong woman so yeah. she came back and i thought she had the flu so she took to the sofa my mum i've never seen my mum ill she was about 40 when she had me and i'm coming up for 50 in september yeah you're old and i'm yeah. rocking this look very old so she came back very old yeah. and i thought you were as old as me but you're a youth Significant, now Ian. a lot younger and i'm probably going to be a lot more younger than you in a couple more years because i'm just going to slow down this aging process but please carry on right so she came back and she was a week on the sofa and I thought that's not her. And then the next day she had her head out the window to cool down and I thought there's something really bad going on. So I called an ambulance. Anyway, long story short, she had pneumonia. Oh, no. It was on 100% oxygen. I thought I was going to lose her. 
But then it gets worse than that, Ian. And my life's not dra- dramatic at all. Um, zero d- drama. So she caught Clostridium difficile. That's another long word, isn't it? Isn't it? What does that mean? Well, the difficile is the bit difficult. So French. Yeah. Basically, it means they don't know what the hell. Oh, right. They know what it is, but they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And it's an incredibly disgusting disease. It's it's from uncleanliness in the hospital, so you catch it from uh, excrement and stuff like that. And it's airborne as well, so it's yeah. a really toxic disease. Airborne poo. So, mum... Went into the hospital with pneumonia. I got her back after 16 days. I didn't think oh, I would get her back, right? Oh, mate, I'm sorry. Sorry, it's really difficult, but I'm What's rolling this? with it. It's got a happy ending, OK? OK. Thank and, you for the spoiler. Um, I like that spoiler. That's a good spoiler. It's a good, it's a good I'm, spoiler. I'm, I'm, Ian, I'm good at this stuff, you know, you're, 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 you're better than some of the people I, I have to work with. But get, carry I'm on. Matthew right. I'm better than Matthew right for sure. <laughs> I didn't mean that, but go on, I meant Kath. I hope you're listening. And you, Mike Graham, I'm definitely better than you, mate. Oh, that goes without saying, yes. Go on. There we go. So, yeah, I got her back after 16 days, and I put on a stone in a week, because I just fed her every couple of hours, and that's a pretty mean feat. I eat loads of donuts every day, and I don't put on a stone. Well, I could do. I'm lying, actually. I probably do. Okay, get back to the point of the story. In a week. Yes. And... Then she starts, for the want of a better word, through the eye of a needle every 20 minutes. Oh, God. Seven. Yes. I'm up every 20 minutes, night and day, and it started on my birthday. And um, after two days, I couldn't take any more, and I called an ambulance again. Yeah. And she went back in. Just a reminder, everyone, this story ends with a happy ending. Don't worry. They diagnosed. Clostridium difficile, I've read about it because most ladies or men go into hospital work, one complaint, and if they come out with this filthy, rotten disease, I wouldn't even wish it on Trump or Boris Johnson. Wow. And that's saying something. And they put her in a room, they put her in like isolation, so they were being scrupulously clean after she'd contracted this filthy, rotten disease. I won't name the hospital. No. Good. A very famous hospital, okay, but I won't you. name it. Lovely, yeah. And and also, they put her in this this unit. So then, there's no. They're watching loads of critically ill people in intensive care, and um, and there's so many nurses for how many patients. And I support the NHS. I've fought all my life for the NHS, and they just can't cope. They certainly can't do every twenty minutes, twenty four seven, which I could do. I. I could just about do it. I only did it because I love my mum. Yeah. And this 24-7 went on for seven months. I got my mum back from the hospital after two days. I had to take the samples for them to work on them to find out what the hell it was. Yeah. And they said, you have to catch the excrement, but oh. you can't get any urine in it. Oh, yeah, 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 The things we do for our parents, dear God. You don't even know what I've done for my parents. And yeah. I... I if I, I've got through it, right? All right, so it, we're going, I'm going to listen, I'm going to, we finish at one. Tina, on the end. no, Tina, we finish at one, so I'm going to speed you up a little bit. Where Where right. is mum now? Mum is up in bed. I've got, uh, I've got a dreadlocked Rastafarian doing up the house. I met him two weeks ago in Portobello in a pub. Yeah. Mum's gone to bed and she said he could choose which room. Flipping <laughs> heck, Mucky Muck. Yeah, go for it. And do but, you need to collect 
her poo in a Petri dish anymore. No, she collects mine. Because <laughs> I'm getting to that age now. Okay. <laughs> Tina? You're going to need a bigger Petri dish. I, <laughs> I'm glad Mum is all right. Send her our love. I will do. Um, and if she wants any inspiration, there was an 80-year-old on um, this morning the other week. Oh, my God. A whole tube of KY jelly. Oh, you know, I, I actually dumped that. I dumped that. I dumped that. That was, uh, who'd have thought? Well, I mean, actually. That was TMI. T TMI. Did we do the break? We didn't. I'm sat there thinking, confident, cockily thinking, definitely did that break. I don't, I don't need to write. We definitely did that break. What is happening to me? <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? I'm just thinking what Tina said and thinking, we, we, God, no we, one else can hear it. Well, Nathan, you heard that, didn't you? Yeah. Go, tell you what, you stay there and you, 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 you cogitate on that. <laughs> cogitate. While we take a break. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Okay, we've still got a few little problems with the phones. You can call in, but it just means if you're... Or maybe you can't call in. Yeah, let me just see. Hang on. I got it. You can call in, but it might just mean that if you're waiting, it might sound a little bit funny. But I think this will work. Nathan, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Welcome back, Nathan. It's great to have you on board. I hope you've managed to cleanse Tina's filth from your mind. Uh, what can we do for you tonight on this holiest of Wednesdays? Uh, well, you were talking about fat shaving earlier, and I was quite glad you raised it up, because I wanted to mention a couple of my experiences before. Okay, yes. Because um, I'm autistic, so uh, when someone fat shames me, it affects me on other levels, but I'm a size 44, so it shows. Now, what, there's no, there's what, no what do you mean, do, what do you mean size 44? Do you mean, like, your waist 44? Yeah, size, okay. size, waist size 44. Okay. And, and um, go on. Well, as I said to you before, my father passed away a few months ago. Yes. And I've had other members of my family on the phone, and they say to me, well, your father's diabetic and you're overweight, so you're at risk, you should go and get yourself checked out, which is fine, it's fair enough, because it's the medical health that they're concerned about. Yeah. But when they start doing it on a regular basis, ah. it kind of feels like a preoccupation about weight. How regular are, is it, are, are they doing it? Um, once every couple of weeks or so. And the way I see it at the moment is I'm autistic, my father's just passed, I'm quite lucky I haven't had a meltdown, so it's a good day. <laughs> you're, yes, you're lucky that you can make a cup of tea and you're still breathing, I, I imagine. Yeah, so when I'm back on my um, back to full scale again, yeah. operating on all things, I'll be autistic enough not to care about what they say. <laughs> yeah, how long ago did your dad pass, if you don't mind me asking? That's okay, uh, September the 25th. Oh, blimey, so it's, it's still, that's really close. I'm sorry, yeah. Nathan. I'm, 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 I'm sorry to hear that, yeah. Um, well, I mean, listen, it sounds, here's, let me, would you like to hear my opinion? Yeah, go for it. Okay, well, this is just my opinion. It sounds, from what you have told us, slightly different from newspapers and TV shows going, look at this, this celebrity, they used to be skinny, but now we can see a little bit of cellulite, we can see a bit, we can see, it sounds slightly different. It sounds like it is coming from a place of concern yeah. from people that want to see you healthy. But... Yeah, yeah but, and I have had it from people who don't really care they just come in to say you're fat and oh. i'm like yeah and yeah but when i'm back on my normal health and i'm back fully um, operating again i could do things like I'll, i went to the corner shop a few months ago 
And they'll say to me, oh, do you have any bags? I'll say, no, it's just fat for the winter. Oh, Nathan's, Nathan's fighting back. But here's the thing, you know, sure, yes, yeah, okay, possibly one, one family member, one concerned family member, could, yeah. you know, could, talking to the others, maybe someone should speak to Nathan, I don't mind doing it, and then going and having a chat and, you know, just putting it out there. But to, to the constant badgering... I mean, it, it, the constant badgering, I, I'm not autistic as far as I'm aware, and I, that would get me um, uh, very uncomfortable. I would imagine that would make me uncomfortable, that would make me sad, that would make me ashamed, possibly make me angry. Um, yeah, it's the anger point at the minute. It gets you angry, does it? Yeah, that's why I, I tend to go quiet and not say anything. Yeah, yeah. Does it, are you bothered about your size? Um, when I'm operating fully, um, and I'm not upset or anything like that, it doesn't bother me at all. Right. In the slightest, as I said earlier, I'll be the first one to make fun of myself. But when I'm already emotional and highly strong and then someone says the same thing, then yeah. I can get quite upset, and if I don't calm down, I'll get irate. No, no one, no one wants to get irate. I've seen Catherine irate, and it ain't a pretty sight. It ain't a pretty sight. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. I mean, if I were being the traditional obnoxious radio host I would now go into which I'm not I would now go into the full yeah but you're going to cost us money when the, on the NHS and blah de blah de blah de blah de blah right here's the thing if you're cool with the way you are then you're cool with the way you are that's it isn't it isn't it yeah well I say I don't drink I don't smoke I'm pretty boring on that front really so I don't do anything else unhealthy yeah oh and the other thing you were talking about political radio shows people calling in yeah go on I've called James a couple of times, but I prefer if I'm going to comment on something on what the politicians are doing rather than whether I like them or whether I don't like them. Well, and that seems, now that's interesting because that, it's now, pol it's, um, what do they call it, Catherine? Uh, the politics personality of, personality thing. politics, mm -hmm. where it is really dependent on whether, it's why, why Bor partly why Boris Johnson, partly why Boris Johnson did so well, because people find him roguish and charming and... Funny. Funny, and he says what he thinks. There were other reasons. There were other reasons. Part Another reason being a lot of people didn't like Jeremy Corbyn, didn't like him. So there's a lot on that. But, yeah, no, no one... Very few people seem to talk about... What are you doing? What's that noise? Uh, it's my dog shaking. I tell your dog to stop shaking. You're on the radio for crying <laughs> out. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't animals just the, the best thing, but also the biggest pain in the bum ever? <laughs> oh, I know. I have two of them. Two dogs. I've got four cats, Nathan. And I've got a missus. Go on. What do you mean? That's annoying enough. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Oh, Nathan's... Catherine is backing away from the microphone. Whoa. At Nathan's sexist banter. On that bombshell, Nathan, we say good evening to you. <laughs> Don't you blame for... me for that. No, I, 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 was, I was fine with that. I agree with him. <laughs> Birds are annoying as hell. Birds. That's why I'm a single guy. So I'm a sing That's why I'm living this. That's why I got divorced. Because birds annoy me. No, not at all. Um, I love... Uh, birds. I love, I love boobs and bums. And Willie sometimes, but mainly boobs and bums. Let's go to... Have I got myself out of that hole yet? Which hole? Exactly. Let's go to Sloop. Good evening, Sloop. Cowabunga. Hey! Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Couldn't call them Couldn't call them Ninja Turtles in this country. Well, no, they were Hero Turtles because Ninja sort of had a dark connotation. Well, they were called... Well, they, well the cartoon in America, as far as I'm aware was called Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles. And they changed it to Hero, and they cut out the Nunchuckers. 
Because you're not allowed to show, you weren't certainly weren't allowed to show nunchuckers on British television because... Oh, you shouldn't be showing blades to babies? No, 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 because nunchuckers were banned as part yeah. of the great um, rewriting of history in the Video Nasties era. Ah. Uh. Th yeah, Michelangelo had nunchuckers. You didn't see them in battle. Oh, oh, right. He never sw like clocked anyone. Never, you never saw that. That was if that was if that happened in the cartoon, it would have been clipped out. It's why. Here's the thing, right? Is so the, when the video nasties were banned in about eighty, I'm guessing it was a slightly eighty six. I'm going to say eighty five. No, it would have been yeah, earlier right. than that. It was uh -huh. eighty four. It was eighty four. Guarantee it. You can Google it and prove me right, please, someone. Um, one of the things they got rid of was were, were, were nunchuckers. So you, that's why all the Bruce Lee films were cut. All the Bruce Lee films, all the nunchucker scenes were cut out. That's why. And this is, it was only repealed quite recently in the last 10, 15 years. That's why the Brady Bunch movie 2 was not released in this country, thereby ending the Brady Bunch movie franchise, which went on for another three or four movies in the States. Who had the Chucks, Jan? I think so, yeah, I think so. One of the Bradys had Chucks in it, and, and it was, they're like, oh, we just won't release it. And the first film did quite good business over there. The first Brady Bunch movie is a great movie. Have you seen it? I think I have. I seen it. Oh, it's a fun. I mean, I went to the cinema because it's, it's it's got Davy Jones in it. But it's a fun. <laughs> it's a funny movie, man. It's a everyone go and watch. In fact, that's what I'm going to watch one day. I can imagine the Brady Bunch. I'm going to watch the. I'm going to watch the. I think there are four Brady Bunch movies. I'm watching them all. Why not? And why not? What can we this do for you, um, you plastic wrestler? I called in to talk about celebrities that have disappointed you, and this is one that you know personally. Okay, yeah, go on. So maybe we'd, we'd get down to it. Jerry Sadowitz. Go on. Well, one day, I was walking down Finchley Road, had a couple of drinks, yeah. and there was a crowd of people coming down towards me, and as they cleared to go into Iceland... I've got a feeling I, I know which way this is going. I've got a feeling I'm going to be on Jerry's side, but go on. Oh, hold on. Yeah. So the guy nearly runs me over and I fly into the, not through it, but against the window. And I turn around ready to give him both barrels. And I look up, look up and it's Jerry Sadowitz. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be like throwing a punch at Mike Tyson. Right. Anyone who knows who Jerry Sadowitz is. Jerry Sadowitz, he's tiny. He is, but I wasn't going to get physical with him. Come Hang on. on. You just said you were going to throw, but it was like throwing a punch at Mike Tyson. Oh, you were going to oh, get, yeah, you mean verbally? Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. yeah, you. you you remember what he was like back in the day yeah. you know, when he had this program. One of Britain's great. He's one of one of Britain's greatest comedians, as far as I'm concerned. And, and well, this was the thing. And I got there, and I suddenly thought, "You're going to get annihilated in this argument, but you're going to have a story to tell." A bit like throwing a punch at Mike Tyson. Mm. People would go, "Who the hell beat you up?" And you'd go, well, "It was Mike Tyson. I couldn't win." And do you know something? He turned around to me and he was like, oh my God, I am so oh, sorry. Oh, you were he, set for he, beef and he, he, he was a vegetarian that day. Yeah, man, I was deaf as... No, 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 it was good because... How can I put this... He, he apologised and, and suddenly it just diffused me. I think he probably saw I was, I was raging. Or, the thing is, I've met Jerry. I, 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 I've not spoken to him for years and years and years. He's a very, very shy private yeah, man, yeah. really shy, and I bet he was probably terrified that you were going to lamp him. I wouldn't do that. I was well, just you don't, don't know that. People don't know that. I was but supposed to go out for lunch with Jerry once, and it just never quite happened. He's, um, 
Wait, could you not get him on the show? No, no, because I tried to get him on another radio show, and um, he just wasn't, he's just, just not his scene, man. It's just not his scene is going on stuff and promoting stuff. He hates it. He hates it. He's very politely turned me down, and we were going to go out for lunch, and we arranged it a couple of times, and for whatever reason, it didn't happen, and, and, and then we, we kind of fell out of, of, of touch. Um, but uh, I like Jerry a lot. I think he's... I think he's, um... I've seen him since. Yeah. And, like, like we shop in the same place, and every time I want to go and talk to him, he just seems so blissfully happy with his girlfriend. Don't go and and talk to him. He'd hate it. Yeah. He'd hate it. That's what I get. He would hate it. Uh, Self-service checkout, and he was talking about watching the telly and going home, and I looked at him, and I suddenly thought, nah, man, he's not that sort of... You know what I mean? Like, leave it as it is, which I can understand. Can I just give one more quick something i saw today which you got 15 seconds you meeting andre for the first time at absolute radio okay well that was okay thank you um someone's saying it's andrew Andrew, jesus christ why has everyone got to correct me when i'm right the nunchucks were removed in films as imitable behaviour because kids were using them to assault each other. You could buy plastic ones in Brixton Market for a quid. It was coincidence they got removed at the same time as the video Nasty Panic in 1984. So they got removed at the same time as the video Nasty stuff. So I was right. Yeah. Thank you. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Okay, David. What say we make one, huh? Girl, 
Now, that's David Jones on the Brady Bunch TV series. But then he goes on um, uh, in the movie in the 90s. And basically, the movie's so funny. I can't believe you've not seen it. He basically takes the Mickey... The whole movie is taking the Mickey yeah, out the Brady of... Bunch. I think I've seen it. I think I've seen it. But then this is him singing it. This He, does, he comes back on and does the same thing. He sings at the school prom. And um, Jan and Marsha are like, Oh my God, it's David Jones. And, it, and it's set in the 90s. And everyone's like, Who, who's, this old, who's this old guy? Girl, but then to make it a bit 90s, they... What you've done to me. You can't, I haven't got the video of this, I'm afraid. So stay there. Me and my whole Don't worry, guys. Like, we'll get there in a second. Some to me with your smile. Hit it, girl. I'm telling you, girl. <laughs> something unknown to me. Makes. Etc. Et I, I think that film's good. Let's go to Dale. Good evening, Dale. Hello, uh, Ian. How are you? I'm a bit farty tonight, if I'm completely oh, I honest. Know. If I'm completely honest, I had a Domino's. A pizza, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's what they do. Yes, a pizza, yes. Well, they make you farty. So exactly. They don't what, make me farty, Dale. What can they... Well, you don't know that. Mine is probably stronger than yours. Let's move on. We're heading <laughs> in a new... Oh, by the way, it's after midnight. Thank you very much. Highest rage our figures this show has ever had. I don't know about the rest of the station. I believe it's gone in an upwards direction. We've almost doubled our listeners for this show. Thank you very much. On you go. Thank you. Thank you. Almost, Thanks to everyone who filled in a book. Almost doubled. Almost doubled. Thank you. Yes, Dale. Yeah. Um. I don't want to sound. Uh, I've got a song. The last two songs to play to you. Uh, oh, here. Jesus Christ! You don't mind, <laughs> or is it a bit too much? <laughs> Let. Why don't you give us one tonight? Yeah, sure. I, I like them, but here's the thing: phone, music down the phone is crap. It's um, not great. It's, uh, not, it's uh, not great. It's I'm not dial a disc. I'm in the attic, and uh, I have to go up to the attic. Oh, you should go. You should write a classic. I did. Uh, it's a, re- a that's a, 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 a song. Do you get the reference, Catherine? Mm. Adrian Kurvitz. What? Was that his name? I Adrian Kurvitz. I think that was his name. I'm gonna write a classic. I'm gonna write it in an attic. Do you remember that song? No, you don't know that you song. It, no. What? <sighs> All right. Uh, gonna write, uh, yeah, Adrian Gervitz. Here we go. Here we go now, Catherine. And a little bit of respect, if you wouldn't mind, please. Here we go. This is because I'm educating everybody tonight. Everybody is learning something as a direct result of me. Oh, oh Jesus. Here we go. What's the. <clears throat> Gotta write it in an attic. Mr. Beginning. I was right, yeah? Hang on. Gotta write it in an attic. Mr. Beginning. They've missed the beginning. Oh, right, we get the idea. It's fine. No, it's not. Okay, that one video doesn't start at the at the beginning properly. Here we go. Gotta write a classic. Boom, boom, boom. Gotta write it in an attic. Boom, 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 boom. Gonna shove it up your jacksy. Boom, boom, boom. Gonna make a love to you. Okay, yeah, okay. That sounds a lot like a lot of your songs. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just, le- I'm just educating you. Just, ed- just all I'm doing is educating the people, Dale. That's all I'm doing. Oh, oh crikey! Well, why not? I'm well, exactly, exactly. Hang on, it is Christmas, Dale, and that's why I would like very much, Dale, no. t- to say something very special to um, yeah. to you. And it goes like this: oh, Gonna no. write a classic. Oh God! 
Gonna ride it in an attic. I'll play the guitar. Gonna shove it up your jacksie. Up a jacksie. Making love to you. Then we're gonna kiss some. All right, no, please, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to hear how this advances. Please don't tell my old mum. Cause she don't like you. She thinks I'm better than you. And we both know she's right. Making love tonight in the afternoon line. Let me kiss your lips and touch all your bits. I wanna hold you, baby. Hold you, sweet woman. Loving you so warm and deep in my attic where I write my songs of love. Gonna write a classic. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, write it in the goddamn bloody attic. All right, less of the language. Yeah. Sorry, I do apologize. I'm making love to you. I've got so many things to do. Like writing a classic. In fact, I've got to tidy up the attic. It's half past six, can we have sex tomorrow? I want to get this classic written down And I haven't even started to write the words or the tune or the melody And you keep pushing me to make sweet love to you that's why it won't work You're putting too much pressure on me To make love, can't you see? It don't work like that And Dale's listening What's that guy doing in the corner With the guitar strumming harder and harder? That's my friend Dale He writes songs and watches me make love Yeah! We do it in the attic, yeah. Dale, put the camera down. It's not worked out how I wanted it. In fact, young lady, time for you to go. I'm already going. This is such a weird scenario. Dale, I'm gonna impale ya In our attic of dreams Our big gay attic of dreams Me and Dale in an attic mm, Yeah, mm, uh, We're really going at it <sighs> Could you open this door, please? Dale, what have you got for us? Ian, and that's when we got sacked <laughs> Click uh, that, click that, that's I, the bit that got us sacked. That was lovely. That's more times like. Yes! I was, uh, I was nearly crying. Dale, uh, we, I think we were all crying. It was a horrible <laughs> scenario, let's never talk about it again. And now we're out of time for your song, which is probably a blessing. We'll do it another night. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
Right, to counter the, um... Uh, the, the vulgarity of the last 15 minutes, we should probably do some news stories as the station is moving in a newsier direction. So, Catherine, um, what news stories have you got, please? And by the way, if you want to give us a call about news stories, as I said at the beginning of the show, we just want to talk about news, and I don't know why you, you callers, guys, and it is guys, um, take us down this very vulgar route where you tell us about your emotions. I'm not interested in any of that. I want to know your opinions on the big news stories of the days. We said that at the start of the show, and yet you're phoning us up telling us personal stories and things that are irrelevant. I mean, do you like Trump or not? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Can I have some news music, please? Some oh, music. Of course you can. Of course you can. Let me get, um, oh, flipping out of that. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, guys. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna, we're gonna get the, oh, Jesus, just play. Nope, that's the wrong one. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. What's go? Do your story. The music's going to come in in a second. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time that time of the night where we focus now on news. A Japanese firm has started holding funerals for unwanted sex dolls for up to £630 a pop. The services are officiated by a porn star, Rai Kato, before the life-size dolls are destroyed in a machine and disposed of. But those who don't want their dearly departed to be shredded can buy the most expensive funeral plan, which allows them to watch as the doll is taken apart piece by piece. I told you I watched that brilliant film. It's quite good. I give it seven out of ten, six and a half out of ten. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's called Air Doll. Do, uh, um, something like that about mm. a Japanese sex doll that comes to life. Yeah, I wanted it's, to watch that, and you watched it by yourself. Well, yeah, I did. I did. You're just I, checking it out. I tell you, what, you can watch that um, superhero movie by yourself. Which superhero the movie? The one that you bought that we were going to watch and never did. And I feel that we've kind of missed the oh, point. Oh, Black Panther! No, yeah. we're watching that together. It feels a bit like we've. I've, I know Don't how, care. Don't care. I've know, avoided it all this time. It's I, been like two years. I know how it ends. They all die. And then, psst, 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 psst. I haven't seen that. So shut up. What's she playing a hi hat for? Push your mouth. No, but I've... Uh, in, the, in the Avengers... Uh, no, I haven't seen that. They all die. Stop. Stop it. Shush. Anyway, this is my part, not yours. Quiet. Then come back to life. Man, oh, come no, on! I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Photos posted on the company's website show young... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is where it gets Jeff. Turn the music off. Photos posted this on... This is me trying to clean up the show and she does a thing about um, sex dolls. I mean... It's about bereavement and loss. Shut up. Why do you have to lower everything? Photos... This is actually pretty horrible. Photos posted on the company's website show... Ah, oh, no, I'm not reading this out. It's horrible. Let me, have a, let me have a little look. Let me see. Mm. You can jump to that. Yeah. You can jump to that. But that other bit is horrible, isn't it? Uh, well, it's the thing about um, having sex dolls that look like kids. Yeah. That is a that is a thing. There is an argument. I'm not saying this is... Uh, I haven't really given it enough consideration to, to go either way. But there is an argument that, that, that sex dolls like, that look like children could be a way to save children from actually being raped. I don't actually tend to think that way, but I have seen that written by quite respected um, psychotherapists. I don't quite buy into that. I have too, but then, you know, the, the kind of... Would there be a correlation then in thinking that if someone's having sex with a sex doll, they're not interested in women anymore? Yeah, no, no, exactly. No, I, I, I agree. But yes, that that, that, that is a is a particular thing. thing that is not particularly pleasant. But you can move on to the next bit about okay. murder victims. So, mm. 
There have been a few cases where dolls have ended up with normal rubbish and caused a scare with passers-by fearing they'd found a murder victim. Uh, yeah, My can, God, I can imagine. imagine. I can imagine that. A number of shrines and temples were already holding funeral-like services, according to Sora News, and it's estimated that more than 2,000 dolls are sold in Japan every year, where, of course, we know there is a thing going on at the moment where young couples aren't getting together. Well, yeah, no, well, young men, yeah, young men they're, are they're staying at home virtual. They're choosing to stay by themselves, if you know what well, I mean. I, but I think that's been brewing for a long time. And by the way, thank you to Paul for just breaking news. Apparently, um, Kirk Douglas died 50 seconds ago, according to Paul, when we announced it 25 minutes ago. Um, so thanks for listening. But um, but for, for years, for like the last 30 years or more... They have a video a type of video game that's been very huge in Japan. Has never really made it over here. Is the sort of dating yeah, vi- sim, virtual girlfriend, isn't it? Kind of. There's lots of different variations from probably the mid '80s onwards. So 35 years where you would you would have to like court people and you can imagine what the graphics were like in 1985 for these kind of things. But it's a huge market, and they've never made it over here. But you can see how the Japanese particular type of Japanese male has been conditioned or encouraged or has bought into, you know, has into this thing. You can get everything you need from a screen. And in fact, the, the, the person you're communicating with on the screen doesn't even have to be a real person. It can be, it can be virtual reality. And now with the headsets and with the, I told you, I got VR headset and, and my boys play silly buggers on it. And of course, the day I got it, I did, I looked at VR porn. I thought, I'm going to have a look. And I, I found it so intimidating. It was literally, it was those two or three minutes. And I just thought, nah, that's not for me. B- partly because they're making eye contact with you, which is, is weird from pornography. You don't, you don't want that. But also I could see, if, if I had still been using cocaine, for example. That would have been you gone for good, days. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Um, Goodbye. Rack them up, and, and you, I could see if I were a seventeen-year-old, twenty-five-year-old, thirty-two-year-old Japanese guy or, or, or lonely guy living with my parents, and in a, I could. I, I, why would I need to? Why would I need to go out? I could just watch that. I can do. I can play these games where I'm being rewarded by being affectionate, and it, it, and it, I know it sounds weird. If you're unaware of this culture, it sounds weird. And of course, it's weird to us. That's the way it's sort of I don't think it's that weird. No, no. I don't think it's that weird. There are lots of people having virtual relationships. Yeah. Why is this any different? You know, people who'd never expect to see each other. Never. Yeah, yeah. How is it, how is that weird? But you could, we're one step away. We're very close. It exists, but it's prohibitively expensive of the suits, the body suits that will replicate the touch and stuff. They exist. It's just, you you, you, you need, you know, a quarter of a million dollars to buy one. Ten years time, there'll be five hundred dollars and and um, and no babies and no babies and no babies. The Japanese population is going down. Sorry, I hijacked your story. No, 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 it's interesting. Um, so, so yeah, more than two thousand dolls are sold in Japan Japan every year because it's still kind of a new thing here. That's why you know you yep. get the Daily Star focusing on it a lot and sometimes the Mirror because it's still a little bit for weirdos, quote-unquote, isn't it? But it seems to be going more mainstream there. Uh, Japan's human love doll company is now looking to cash in with three funeral packages priced from just over £200. Each plan comes with a certificate and commemorative photo and video. Wow. 
the most basic one is a joint funeral where the service is for a number of dolls. Really what you're paying for is controlled destruction. Well, it's recycling, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> For £350, a doll is given its own funeral service. At 630 the most expensive package is called the Doll Angel Funeral Plan. It allows the owner to accompany the figure to a processing facility after the service when it's dismantled in front of them and spared from a machine that would destroy it. Before it's dismantled, a portrait of the fake human is taken and a worker can read a letter addressed to the doll. The owner's given a piece of the doll as a keepsake. Oh, my God, I don't want to think which bit they keep. <laughs> and the rest is disposed of. Funerals are held in uh, Osaka's Higashiosaka City. Racist. Higashiosaka City. Racist. On its, that's what it's called. Yeah, isn't but the way it? you pronounce it. Is I was being really careful because there's a lot of words. You've been too careful, and that's, that implies uh, racism. On, or care. On its website, the company says love dolls are born to be loved. Okay, well, definition of love is interesting. And many owners just don't want to toss their doll in the bin because it's more than just a mere thing. Some find it difficult to part and want a formal way to say goodbye, it adds. Also, you don't want the shame of sticking it in the bin, let's be honest. No. The website says as the number of love dolls has increased and it's become easier to pick them up, it's inevitable that love dolls that age quickly, that age quickly, will increase and it's estimated the disposable of these dolls will eventually become a social problem. God, can you imagine fly tipping? There are high-risk cases in which a love doll was actually sent out as a large garbage and reported or was mistaken for a murder case. It adds a funeral ceremony dedicated to the precious doll you spent time with. We deliver your last affection to the doll. It also holds funerals for stuffed toys and figurines. Gosh. Here's something interesting. Meaningless in as much as it's, I'm about to tell you something that's trending on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So meaningless, but trending above Kirk Douglas on my Twitter, and as we established yesterday, it goes on what you, what you search for, what you may have ordered. Trending above Kirk Douglas is Natalie Wood. Is it? Because I've not got that at oh, all. Oh, mine is. Oh, mine is. But I guess maybe that's because I've searched, we talked about the first. Zach Hunt says, this is people on Twitter, you know. So, in honour of Kirk Douglas's passing, I'm sharing these photos of a teenage Natalie Wood who told friends at the age of 15 she was violently raped by Kirk Douglas. Call me old-fashioned, but I'd rather honour the victims. Justice for Natalie Wood, if you know, you know. It's a great day to fondly remember Natalie Wood. My gosh, Natalie Wood's um, incredibly beautiful. Gorgeous. Uh, um, let's focus on what really matters, Natalie Wood. Um, oh, my gosh. And then, and then it goes, OK. Um, anyway, um... It'd be interesting to see, you know, when, 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 you know, he, it has been alleged, I, you know, I don't know how much is, I, it has been alleged that Kirk Douglas raped Natalie Wood when she was 15. I see a post there that says that was when she was 16. Um, and it'd be interesting to see if any more of that comes out now that he's dead. In the same way, it'll be interesting to see if any more is said. I mean, Richard Wagner? Robert. Rob, Robert Wagner, who's in his 80s. I'm going to say he's like 81, um, who is, was married to Natalie Wood and has is, is long been suspected, never charged, but suspected. 81? 89. Robert Wagner. He's 89 years old, yeah. Is he? Mm -hmm. Long been suspected that he um, murdered her. Never been charged. Reports of a massive row, wasn't there, in the there's night? A lot of, there's died. a lot of circumstantial evidence I believe that yeah um, and it'd be interesting you know when 
when he dies, what will come out? Will we ever, will we ever know the truth about the tragedy of Natalie Wood? Uh, Simon! Hello there, how are you? I'm okay, Simon. What have you got for us tonight? Well, I'm a bit disappointed now. You spoke my phone call. Kurt Douglas, what a great actor. Oh, <laughs> well, we can talk about that. Was he? I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. All right. There's no point in talking to you then. Well, well, you, here's the thing. I often find that um, when people who know more about me than a subject, um, I find it a great opportunity for me to sit back and listen and, and no, learn. You're, you're playing games now. Gosh. Listen. I remember watching him as a young boy in the Vikings. Great story. Watching this ship go out. Yes. He was burnt. Yes. That music. I think you're playing games. What a, what, a, what a great, what a great story. What a wonderful story. Well, I've, I've, only, got, I've only got, I've only got great memories of the character and in Spartacus as well. You I think know. you're, I think you're playing games now. No, 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 no. Yes. The character you've got great memories of the you've got you've got great memories of the character Kirk Douglas. Here we go. You're going to pull him to you're going to pull him to pieces. You've no, not no him. Not him, evidence. Simon. Not him. No. You've got no concrete evidence. Not, not going to pull him to pieces, Simon. No. Has he ever been prosecuted, Simon? I'm not going to pull him Has to he pieces. Been taken to court. No, because Simon, could, did, Simon, could you could you listen? In front of a jury, Simon. I'm not. Has I'm, he been sentenced? I'm not talking about no. that. I'm not talking about you that. Just love to drag people down. No, Simon, I'm this not. I'm not talking about. I want to ask industry. you more about the actor Kirk Douglas. You all love. Oh, hang on, Drag people down. Simon, here's the thing. Your, your microphone's down. <laughs> I think he came on halfway through a row. Simon's been arguing with someone. Won't be his missus because he won't have one. Uh, Simon, I, I wasn't going to talk about that, mate. You've, you've, we've no, talked about that. You've say. brought that up. I'd, I'd like to talk to you yeah. about the character Kirk Douglas that you mentioned. No, no, mate. You've made a nasty comment there. Yeah, he's he's oh, been that's, suspected. That's he's. All right. Well, I mean, we weren't going to talk about that. We, we, we talked about it. Yeah, it is. Um, there's significant evidence that he raped Natalie Wood. Is it Wood or Woods? Wood. It is Wood, isn't it? There is significant evidence. We kind of talked about that, Simon. And now I'm keen to hear your thoughts and memories about what you called it, quote, the character Kirk Douglas. So if you're happy to have a conversation, they can't hear you now, your fader's down, but I will put it up. If you're happy to have a conversation about the, quote, character, Kirk Douglas, I would love to. But if you're going to, well, I mean, if, I'm going to say, if, if you're going to be an arsehole like you've been for the last two minutes, then I suggest you go and you, you phone up BBC London. You. There we go. <laughs> Simon, they can't hear you, mate. Would you like to have a conversation or you want to do your your little angry bitter little monologue just because you've just because you've got no one else in your life to talk to what, what would you like to do mate. what would you like to Sounds do like very intelligent young man but for some reason you like to drag people down through the dirt Simon, tell me about your memories of kirk of the character I kirk douglas i mean you're so lucky you've got... Okay. I mean, I'm really... This isn't about... Hang on, <laughs> this isn't about Kirk Douglas anymore, is it? Ah, uh, it's about me. Yeah. Simon's jealous? I suspect it was never about Kirk Douglas, but let's... Should we, sh should we dive in and find out? I'd love to know. I'd love to know, but I'd love to know in a conversation format. But let's see. Okay, here we go. You love, you love destroying things. 
Go on. That's the problem with your industry. You're all destroying each other. For example, when have I dis- what have I destroyed? Well, I haven't been listening to you for that long. Well, then, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Simon, you can't tar me with that brush, my friend. You've, you've accused me of something. You've accused... Here's the thing. Here's a tip. When I'm, when I'm talking... Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Simon. When I'm talking, the system is set up so that my voice dominates. It's just the way it's up. I'd love to have a conversation with you. So please, please don't put the phone down and then say, oh, you haven't given me a chance. I, you've already had more chance than you get anywhere else. You've accused me of destroying things... I would love an example of, of that. If you don't have any, I would really appreciate it. I don't need an apology, but I would appreciate it if you didn't accuse me of something that you have no evidence of. I've got evidence. I heard you on the show. Go on then. Well, so what's the evidence of that I destroy things? You're pulling Mick Jagger to pieces and you've got no evidence. Yeah, I have. At all whatsoever. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Has he been to court? So you don't need been, to have court to have. You don't need to go to evidence. court to have evidence. Has he, has he been Simon, evidence? do you remember what no, was actually? Simon, do you remember he what hasn't. was? Simon, do you remember what was? Simon, do you remember? Simon, hello. Manners. Do you remember what was actually said? I remember absolutely everything. Do you remember the you bit implying, about saying that there is no? That Simon, is, listen, didn't call him a paedophile. You implying he was a paedophile. Oh well, implying into assume some assumption on your part. Simon didn't say that. Didn't use that word. Are you going to listen or are you going to be? an absolute bell cheese because we are I'm, I really want to learn from you I really want to learn from you and my friend Catherine is very politely talking to you and you're being very very disrespectful so I mean do, do, do you want to have this conversation if you don't you can just put the phone down but we're trying to have a conversation um, you, you insult people you drag people oh, if you don't, I mean Simon would you like to have a conversation yes or no pulling people apart yeah Simon would you like to have a conversation Pulling people apart. Okay. It's not becoming of Here's the thing, Simon. I'm not pulling you apart. If you really want to get on and be a superstar, (laughs) you've got to change your attitude. Jesus, are you you high? Are you are you on something? I want to be a superstar. I'm a fuck. All I want to do is pay the mortgage and all the do all I want. Jesus, boring man. Be a superstar. Talking about pulling people to pieces. There's only one person (laughs) analysing someone else's job and character oh god what a boring man i mean i'm, I'm gonna keep him on because i'm having the time of my life we've got no other callers for now so we might as well listen i really want to know what this is really about well then let's let's keep quiet let's just let him talk lovely family you've got lovely children you've let them all down carry on oh put the phone down there we go. Gave him the chance to speak and then he put the phone Interesting. down. Interesting. Someone who was upset about <laughs> other people being pulled to pieces. He ends with that. With a, a comment about boy, your children. I had my eldest boy phone me up tonight and uh, talk to me about, he's 10 years old, talk to me about frames per second on a computer screen and then tell me that he loved me. So, um, thank you, Simon. I, I, listen, Simon, uh, I hope things get better for you. I, I genuinely hope that what, that, that, you can work. Obviously, I, I, I kind of get the idea that maybe a relationship is broken down or something. There's a lot of bitterness there that is you're firing out. Whenever I'm getting angry and firing out other people, I have learned that it generally means I need to look inside. If I'm firing out at other people willy nilly, my experience shows me there's something wrong inside with me that I need to, 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 to have a look at and a little tinker with. Okay, I can't change other people. But I can change me. So uh, thank you for that call, Simon. We've got another twenty minutes. If you want to come back when you've when you've calmed down and have a conversation, I would love to. Um, 
but it's got to be a conversation. It, it, it can't be a little Simon monologue because you're just, you're just not up to it, buddy. But thank you, thank you, thank you. 0344 499 1000. Didn't listen when we weren't, weren't talking. No. Didn't listen when we were. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder what he's heard. Yeah. Oh, he's not heard us. I think he's talking about the industry in general. I don't think oh, yeah, he's ever he even heard this show the before. General, and then he started being rude about you in particular. But I don't think he's ever heard this show. I, I got, anyway, who cares? He didn't hear us calling um, Mick Jagger a paedophile. What he heard was us reading a report, a claim by yeah. someone, and we addressed that it was a claim by someone. Yeah. And we were interested about the tone of that. Yeah. Didn't call him a paedophile, we wouldn't, because that would be that would get us in trouble legally. And I don't... No, if he is or not, so why would I do that? But, um, what was that guy's Is that the same guy? Who was Simon. the guy? Simon. Simon, oh, okay, this is Martin. I, my memory's going to go in. How could you forget Simon? You're I so know. Well, this is the thing, this is the thing as well. People quite often phone up and then they, they you know that they're at home, and I know this because sometimes they email me going, I really got you riled the other night. And I have to go, Kath, who is this? This was the phone? Yeah. Don't, do not carry it home at all, but thank you. Evening, Martin. Hi, Ian. How are we going to forget Simon? Yeah, I mean, it was such a memorable call, wasn't it? Well, it takes us back to what you were asking earlier, which is why do people call in radio shows, talk radio shows? There we go. Clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've actually called you on Impulse. We spoke a few weeks ago. Um, in fact, oh, you're happy New Year, by the way. <laughs> don't, <laughs> but, um, don't, don't, yeah, Martin, uh, don't. February the 6th, he's doing a happy New Year. <laughs> That's funny to you, of course. Yeah, well, I'm not sure it's so happy at the moment. Anyway, we'll move on. But, I'm, having um, a, I'm having a great say, 2020. Uh, yeah, me too, actually, at the moment. Yeah. Despite a, a few things I'm having to juggle here, it's going to be a great year. Good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, Simon obviously had a problem, and it'd be interesting to know why he, ha he felt the need. The only outlet was to uh, well, take it out on you, basically. Or anyone else, for that matter, it seemed like he was going to have his next conversation. Well, there was beef, there was beef anywhere, anyway, that I, I dared bring up what is a very well-known rumour, you know, that is actually, there's probably possibly more to it than just a rumour. I don't know. But he seemed very upset that we brought that up and, and from the get-go wasn't going to be pleasant. That's okay. No, he wasn't, going to, he wasn't going to share with you what the true reason for his, uh, no. should we call it, attitude was and that's really where the problem is i think a lot of people have a difficulty expressing themselves uh, i say they uh, I, you know, I, was, I say i'm one of them we've all at some point in our life we all experience very similar things um and yeah it's, it's um it's unfortunate because often of course this is the only outlet for certain people um you know for for people you know um they, they don't know where to turn and of course this is quite easily at their disposal so i guess that's, that's why a lot of people do pick up the phones that's not um, but, bad I mean, analysis. Just, just, yeah, um, why, do, why do I call, though? Um, or why would I call? Uh, I hesitate because it's not about me. And that's why I don't call more often, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, because I think the reason people should be calling is a big reason, if not the only reason, is to make a difference. Go on. Kath, uh, well, she, she mentioned that word uh, earlier on a little bit. But yeah, absolutely. If you've got something to share that you think might be beneficial to others, um, then, then, then do it. You know, we can all, we've all got a story to tell, uh, well, uh, an anecdote, you know, it's not uh, uh, something that's fabricated here as in a story, but something that we've experienced. Everyone's but, got yeah. a story in them. I've said this for years and years. Everyone's got a story in them. They may not know it. <laughs> that's mine and Kat's job to find it. But everyone has got something that will make other people go, that will make other people lean into the radio and go, oh, 
Oh, let's listen to this for five minutes. Everyone has. I mean, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people, you just throw my mind onto something that I've thought for a long time, which is there's a lot of uh, people in care at the moment. And I mean, they're complimentous, you know, uh, just elderly people. But they've been through it. You know, it's the same cycle for all of us. And, and they're just sitting there, you know, in their TV rooms, whatever, not being stimulated. They're grey matter and physically not too active and not being encouraged to be uh, any more active. But they've got so much to give back. Let's start stimulating old people. I'm up for that. I will go to care homes and I will go and stimulate old people. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. Go for it. Go for it. Now, Ian, I just want to. I just want to take that opportunity. Thank you, Martin. To say that, that how invaluable your program really is. Ah, well, we'll see, I don't know. I'm not sure about that, but Martin, I appreciate your kind oh, words. We forgot to tear Martin apart. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe. Be, maybe there's something in that. Maybe it's loneliness that caused people to phone up. Maybe it's braggadocio. Maybe it's the fact that we don't go to pubs in the same way that we used to go to pubs and, s and sit with three, four, five mates and go, that Nigel Farage is brilliant, isn't he? You see what he did today? It was brilliant. And, I, 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 and then someone on the other side of the bar goes, oh, shut up, he's a tosser. Maybe there's something in that. It's a safer way to do it, isn't it? It's a safer because, way to do it. Because we're miles away. 0344 499 1000. We've got Fiona, then we've got Dean, and then we might have you, dear listener. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Highest listening figures we've ever had. Imagine. Thanks, Simon. Thank you, Simon. That's all down to Simon. Highest listening figures we've ever had. Dear listener, wasn't there someone on Twitter saying we'd be, we'd be out in six weeks? Yeah. Unlucky. Let's go to Fiona. Good evening, Fiona. Evening, boss. Good Hello. evening, Fiona. What can we do for you as we hurtle towards the end of this show and start crashing into Daryl's show? Well, you said you wanted to learn something tonight. I am a vast knowledge of nothing. You can ask me anything. Mm. <laughs> and I'll tell you the answer. All right, stay there. Hang on a second. Dean? Hello. What, would, what can we ask Fiona? Um... How tall is Mount Everest? Good question, Dean. Fiona? What was that? How tall is Mount Everest? Well, I said I knew a lot of nothing. That's one of the things I don't know. Okay. Have a guess. Just say it. Say it like you mean it. That's say what people it do on these convincingly shows. and it becomes true. I've got no idea about feet and metres. Um, it's tall. It's the tallest thing. It's the tallest thing, Dean? Yeah. Correct. Okay, if it, it will do for the next few minutes. If anyone wants to call up straight to air uh, and ask Fiona something, but Fiona, you've got to be more convincing, okay? You've just got to come out and say it as though it's a fact and people will start believing Think, it. Think, what would Brian Blessed do? Yeah. What would Donald Trump do, all right? Okay. Um, so st stay there for a second, Fiona. 0344 499 1000. I'll take the next few calls straight to air and we will ask uh, Fiona things. Dean, what did you call him for? Uh, I got that track I was going to play to you, Ian. Oh, yeah, well, let's, well, we, okay, let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow, it's not, a, not you know, not a problem. Let's do, let's do it tomorrow, Dean. Yeah, okay, Thank you worry. very much indeed, it's been a bit music heavy, I'm going to say, we're hurtling towards the end of the show. Jesse, before we get to the point you called in about, do you have a question for Fiona? No. Okay, what would you like to say, Jesse? Just a, a few minutes about, because you've been talking about illness, disability in that tonight yes i just wanted to say what i find hard is oh. being severely disabled is there any way is there any way of turning the radio off 
sorry, it's really difficult. No, I know, but it just makes it tr tricky to understand to hear. Otherwise, it blows my mind. Take me back to LSD in 1996. Pardon? Yeah. All right. Well, let's. We'll have to keep it brief then. If you can't turn the radio off because it can't. In what way is it difficult? Just because uh, I'm in severe pain all the time, and not sort of not having much control. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I can only eat and drink myself. Yeah, eat and drink I yourself. Rely on carers all the time. Jesse, listen. I hate to do this, particularly when you're finding off about this, but it's a terrible, terrible line. But I always appreciate your calls. Next time when you call in, just have the, the radio switched off and we will speak again. And thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. We're taking calls straight to air as we ask Fiona. You still there, Fiona? Yeah. Just remind us, you know nothing about anything? Well, some subjects, but they're really not worth knowing. Thank you. Okay. We're going to take calls straight to air. 0344-499-1000. People can ask you anything, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go to line three. Line three, you're through to, um, I, I came up with a brilliant does title. Does Fiona? Well, I was going to do a brilliant title, but it's too rude. So, does Fiona? Right. Oh, Jesus. Hello? Yes. Oh, where's that vibe gone? Right, we'll come back to you in a second. So, I'm sorry about that, Fiona. Let's go to line one. You're through to does Fiona? Hello there, how are you doing? Yeah, you're, you're not talking, to, you're talking to Fiona. Oh, hello. Hello, Fiona. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello, Fiona. Do you have a hobby? Uh, lying in bed, ma ma mainly. There we go. That was a question, and you knew the answer to that. Let's Me too. Let's try 0344 Let's try line three again, see if line, line three is ready. What's the circumference of my head? <laughs> the same as a very unripe melon. She's got you there. Yeah, it's great. Thank you very much indeed. Call up. Let's go to... I wonder where that was going. I hovered over the dump button for a second. <laughs> line, line four. You're through... What's it called, this feature? Does Fiona. You're through to a Does Fiona, Martin. Oh, yes, 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 George. Can I ask Fiona, how does a caterpillar grow? <laughs> how does a caterpillar... And a, a uh, chrysalis... Have you, seen, it's lovely leaves. have you seen the video of what happens inside a chrysalis, Fiona? Was that the Japanese um, butterfly? Yeah, it what? was amazing. What? What's the Japanese butterfly? It was it was a butterfly from Japan. Oh, whatever yeah. butterfly be. it was. Came no, there's that. a video of what happens you can see inside, inside it, yeah. and it turns yeah. what well, it, it turns into snot. Its body breaks down to like yeah. jelly before yeah, growing as a butterfly. Because you assume that it just grows wings on the center, well, the stalk, but it doesn't. It just disappears. There's one in Jap the, the Japanese one I saw, the face falls off at one point. Oh, dear and God! it looks like it's inside out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nature weird. So you know, you know loads of stuff. I used to love butterflies when I was a little girl. I hate butterflies. I find them so disgusting. I, I, honestly, they, they scare me. They scare me so much. I once, when I was, my, my eldest was, was a baby, we took him to a butterfly house, and I, and I hadn't told my wife I didn't like them. And I walked in, and I managed to take two or three steps, and I just, I handed her the boy, and I said, I'll meet you outside, I can't do this. And you couldn't go back out through the front door. So I had to put my jacket over my head and run all the way through and go out the other side. It was disgusting. I hate them. They flap, flap, flappy flaps. See, I'm like that with birds. I don't like birds. I don't, yeah, things that fly. Why, why? Why do we need it? 
Fiona, thank you. That was a great feature. I really enjoyed it. I'm reminded... Uh, 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 I was reminded, do you remember flight simulators, like games on yeah, computers? Yeah, I used to like them. Um, yeah. I watched someone playing one for about 30 seconds today online. It was the dullest thing. I really think, because, you know, there's... What am I trying to say? If you play a flight simulator, you're a sex criminal. There is something not right about wanting to play a flight simulator there's no fun in it there's no joy in it there's no there's nothing you get it up you fly for like three or four hours and then you land and that's it where's the fun in that i here's what i would do i would outlaw flight simulators in the same way that we're going to crack down on prison sentences for people who with terrorist ideology i would do a similar th- i would keep an eye on those flight simulator guys I would keep an eye on those flight simulators. What, you guys. think they're in training for something terrible? No, 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 I don't. I just think they're too dull. Oh, okay. I think they're... Yeah, I'm but, not, you're not saying it's going to build up to anything. I think they're just too dull. But here's the other side of the argument. Go on. Let's be balanced on this one, because okay. we're more news-based now. All right. Um, Heading in a newsier direction. It, it keeps them indoors. It stops them affecting anyone else with their dullness. That's true. I mean, it really is, uh... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost a self-imposed prison sentence. We've got, we've got nine minutes. If any of you weirdos, I mean, sorry, you flight simulator enthusiasts want to give us a call, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Catherine? Sweaty Robots. Oh, now we're talking. That's my nickname at school. It wasn't Robots, though. It was something else. A researcher at Cornell University, New York, has built a robot that can cool itself by sweating when it gets too warm. Okay, so it's it's water cooled like a computer. It's well, no, it's a soft robot. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's not just a mad stunt, according to the Daily Star, and we know the Daily Star know about science. Oh well, the Daily Star does the robots, especially the sex bots. Well, you know where they they're hoping this goes, don't okay, self lubricant. <laughs> the advanced materials used in modern soft robots are highly sensitive to temperature changes and can degrade rapidly without adequate cooling. Oh, so de- yeah, you're a bit right. Degrade me, robot. While it's possible to install a kind of closed loop, uh, coming systems we see in cars and other machines, cooling systems, I think they mean to say, rather than coming systems. Oh, okay. Daily Star, watch yourselves. Yeah. These can be bulky and complicated to maintain. As is often the case, biology provided an excellent guide for us engineers, says uh, Thomas, the uh, robot man in question. It turns out that the ability to perspire is one of the most remarkable features of humans. In this case, the robot's... it's not. It's not. Sweating is not the most remarkable feat of humans. One of. I would say... Um, he says one of the most remarkable. I would say reproduction is and time travel. And sweating, for some of us. And, and, and flipping landing an aeroplane on a computer for some sad cases. In this case, the robot's hand is created Sorry? on a 3D printer and embedded with hydrogels that hang are on, roughly hang on. Is 50% someone? water. Put your headphones on, because I think there's... Is there someone there? I think, you know, damn well there's someone here. Right. Oh, are you hoping for a sweaty hoover? Because it could be happening. At low temperatures, the hand's pores are closed. When the fingers heat up, the pores expand, allowing the hydrogel to evaporate, hydrogel. sweating and cooling the hand down. Imagine a cool hand, David Babcock. Oh, is that who that is? I didn't recognise the voice. Yeah, I think I've got coronavirus. Oh, coronavirus? <laughs> yeah. Sounds nasty. Yeah. But still, it's not as bad as the coronavirus, which is doing the rounds. Oh, is that what they call it? Yes, they do. Right. David, you've called in no. because you want a sweaty robot. No, I've called in because you're slagging off the blue plate, and I know that you're talking about me. You talk, are you crying? Off the blue plate. Yeah. No, I've got a coronavirus, haven't I? Okay, okay. You, 
it's like enough people who play flight simulators. You play well, you play flight simulator, do you? Yeah, and you know damn well I do because I was streaming it early. Exhibit A. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost as if my point has proven itself. Well, at least I can bloody make a computer work, you old granddad. Okay, well, I, Ooh, okay, well, I made a computer burn. work. My, here's the thing, my computer is significantly more sophisticated than your computer. So, yeah. what... How much, how, much you, how much did you pay for yours? We've got it for free. How much did you pay for yours? 250 quid. Exactly, so I'm 250 quid up. So, um, right. but 250 quid, though, must be a good computer. Um, so tell me what pleasure you get from playing the dullest of all, and I'm going to use it in inverted commas, games. You know, without flight simulators, you wouldn't have pilots. That's not true. It is true. It's not true. What about the Orville, no. the Orville brothers? The Wright, what they called the Wright brothers? Keith no, and no, Orville no. Wright. No, in modern... Well, they, well, no, 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 no. Hang on a minute. Your statement oh. was, your statement was, if we didn't have flight simulators, we wouldn't have pilots. I've just given you two pilots, the Wright brothers, and you've gone, oh, no, not those, they don't count. My statement is, shove it up yours. Okay, there we go. And that's it. And that's why you'll never be a real pilot. Um... Because you're too aggressive. You've got to be unflappable. Mm, well, you've got, we've Ironically. Got to, we've got to raise the flaps and lower the flaps. Do you hey, giggle when you play with the flaps, David? <laughs> there you go. Speaking, speaking about flaps, I've actually got a story. Okay. Is it a quick story? Is it a good yeah, story? No, but it is quick. Okay, well then that, that'll do. That'll do us. I, I was in Prague. Oh. Praha, as it's in, called over there. Praha. Sorry, Praha. Praha. I was in Prague. Praha. Praha. I was in Praha. In the Praha Zoo. Right? Don't like zoos. I don't like people who go to zoos. And there's a bit in it called the Twilight area. Mm. Mm. You did I say this story there. was short. Sorry, and then I went in there. There was this cute little monkey that you could barely see because it was really dark. And then we walked, I walked along, and then there was a bit, and it was like, oh, bats. Okay, that's fine. Zoom. What was that? A bat flew past my head. <laughs> That's the story. The bats, the bats were allowed to fly. Yes. Around your bloody head. Yeah. I, 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 it took me about half an hour to calm down. Okay, I've had bats fly by my head. Yeah, there are bats near where I live. Yeah, there's bats in my garden. Bats. Not in an enclosed area, though, you stupid jabroni. No, but they fly black. Bats fly very, very similar paths. You can plot a bat's route because they fly the same path. Unless there's a fly. I was in a tunnel. Yeah, okay. You had, your story is you had a bat fly. I mean, he did say the story wasn't any good. And so, you should hear the bat story. Yeah. I, I flew past the window, pervert. <laughs> it smelled like dust. I like dust. He had the whole fly stuck to penis. He had the shit computer for 250 pounds. And he thought it would oh. work. Oh, 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 he oh. play the flight simulator. He's so dull. He's so boring. I wish he not called the radio anymore. A boring man. Anyway, good story. Shut Thanks. Shut up. Bye, David. Love you. Hope put, Hope the phone, put the phone down, David. Put the phone down. There we go. Oh, oh just, just in time for Daryl Morris to break the studio. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. Happened there. They never tightened up. No, because someone's pulled the knobs off. Look. Oh, oh, yeah. Broken. Oh, there we Broken. go. It's going to slide down again. Not a great advocate uh, for the flight simulator. That man. No, not um, at all. You don't play them, do you? 
childhood. Yeah, it's child. It's my childhood. You, the childhood you've ripped apart no, no, there, no, it's actually. A child, but then you grew my up. My career and my childhood you've ripped apart uh, well, during the program tonight. Well, okay, and I'm, it, tomorrow it's going to be your love life if you're up for it. <laughs> no, yes. I would never, would never do such. A I thing. did. I did used to wear the, the, the first said uh, It's quite. I was. Uh, oh, I don't know if I should really admit this, but I was the guy, and I was quite young. But I was the guy that would. I used to suit up <laughs> for it. Oh, good. We had an office. The, the, no, no, don't do that. Wow. Don't do that. Dressed dress up as a pilot. I dressed up as a pilot. We had an office that used to look a bit like a. It looked a bit like a cockpit. It was kind of sort of rounded at the front, and it had the computer screens. Even Amy's laughing. Right, look. Less of that. Less of that, please. Are there any photographs of this? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, your no. parents have not done their job. Yeah, what's your mum's phone number? And, uh... In the next twenty-four hours. Um, but it was very mindful. I used to sit there for hours. I used to. Sit, I used to. We used to take off, and then I'd pop, pop it on autopilot. <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> And have I'd a coffee and a chat with a stewardess. Exactly. <laughs> How old were you? And I'd do the announcements. <laughs> and I'd be, oh, 24, 25, something like that. No, no, I was, I was young. I was I teenage. Kind, I, kind I was of, like 60. I, I, I kind of love that. I love it. I do love it. I do love it. You do, the, do an announcement now. Oh, Come on. you can't put it on like a We all know the voice. Uh, because you do a little bit of a, no, yeah. a bit of a nose hold. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, this is your captain Ladies speaking. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, morning. Uh, thanks for being with us this afternoon. Thanks for being with us. On behalf of everybody here at uh, Morris Airways, there's also the little pauses and the sort of breaths, like you're really thinking about it. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks for being with us. Great to have you on board. Have you been on a plane? <laughs> yes, of course I've been on a plane. Okay, right. Good. Good. It's not. More of more of that. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Talk radio.